podcast world. What's up? Chad Belding back at you. Another exciting episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody. Again, thank you for the response. It's humbling to say the least. It's been a great last nine days in the podcast studio. Had some really uh, cool guests, diversified guests, MMA, trainers, hunters, cooks. They're all coming your way. So stay tuned to the updates on our Instagram page, our Facebook page, thislifeaintforeverybody.com. New merchandise coming soon for the podcast. Today's guest, you guys are going to recognize him from the Olympic world, the X Games world, the hunting world, the all around social media badassery world. We'll get to him in a second. I hope you all have went to NAWTC.com and joined the 2019 North American Whitetail Championships brought to you by Michael Waddell and the Bone Collector crew t-bone nick munn everybody down there in booger bottom georgia as well as wicked outfitters in kansas my boy clint walker 14 regions across america and canada archery only 300 gets you entered with a chance to qualify and win fifty thousand dollars cash money fifty thousand dollars y'all three hundred dollars it's a no-brainer and once you join for that 300 remember like i told you before you automatically get a prize package worth well over 300 with a Gator Coolers Tumbler Cup, a Tacticam, Broadheads, some sights, a bunch of stuff to accessorize your bow out. If you love archery, if you have a passion for the outdoors, if you're an ethical, safe hunter that wants to keep promoting this badass lifestyle that we're all so humbled to live, get entered, test your skills, see what it takes. There ain't no cheaters out there, no haters out there. Just go in there, do your thing, and whoever comes out with the qualifications might put that $50,000 into their bank account. Tell them Chad Belding, the banded, the Foul Life crew sent you. And if you do win it, don't be afraid to cut me a little check for a finder's fee for letting you know about it. NAWTC.com on Instagram, NAWTChamp, NAWTChamp. Look it up, read all about it, get behind it again. Bone Collector, thank you for supporting the 2000 2019 North American Whitetail Championship. And today's episode is also brought to you by Mountain Ops. Jordan Harbison and all of our good buddies up in Salt Lake City. I just had a great meeting with them up there, a couple great workouts. They're the cream of the crop when it comes to supporting the Second Amendment, shooters, hunters, you name it. The everything that goes into this lifestyle. The number one thing that we need to always take care of is our body and our mind and being in shape, getting out, moving, staying agile, staying athletic. We're all athletes. You've heard us talk about that here. It doesn't matter if you've ever played a sport in your life. Find your inner athlete and do it with Mountain Ops. I love them because they support us. They, they keep us safe. They keep us healthy. They keep us out there in the mountains hunting and fishing like we want to do all the time. Jordan and everybody up in Salt Lake City, thank you so much at the Mountain Ops crew. And without further ado, a guy that knows his way around some Mountain Ops supplements. A guy that knows his way around the mountains, both with a gun, but mainly on a snowboard. He's been here before. He's actually one of the first three people to ever be on This Life Ain't For Everybody. I'm proud to call him a good friend. I met him through a mutual acquaintance named Chris Cummings, who works with the Oakley Sunglass brand now. Scotty Lego, how are you, my brother? Hey, I'm doing well. What are you doing out here, dude? I'm uh, I'm, I'm doing a, a contest called Peace Park that my, uh, my buddy Danny Davis is started that's up at boreal in in uh truckee california it's gonna be good it's like uh invite only i think there's about 15 of the top top dudes in snowboarding um and i don't know if i actually qualify for that you know but since danny's my buddy i was like yo bro like i'm gonna come so you're, you're, gonna, you're, you're gonna, gonna toss me the invite you're sitting you're sitting here so you're invited as a competitor yeah is there money up for grabs uh, or what's up that's for grabs? a great question or is it just pride you or know, what? honestly i think it's pride but I wouldn't doubt it. So you're going to sit here and tell there. me that you don't know if you qualify as one of the top 15 ranked snowboarders. Is that because you're 
are you retired now? No, no, I'm not retired. Uh, I'm retired from from competition. But this is a competition, or is this more of, know, a, yeah, a, more of a showcase? Like, yeah, this is more of a showcase. You know, I want to go, and um, I kind of want to just kind of prove to my peers that, you know, I can hold my own. I thought you were going to say something like the old, uh, the old man still got it. What are you, 28? <laughs> no, I'm 31. You're 31 now, yep. so you're still really super young. But what is the age gap there? What, what are Olympic snowboarders? I mean, Sean White's your age, right? Yeah, he's a year older. Will he compete again? Probably not in snowboarding, but that's because I think he has his, his sights set on making the um, skateboard Olympic team. They're skateboarding in the Summer Olympics yeah, now. Yeah, just, that. yeah. So he's he's practicing skateboarding. Yeah. Street or is it vert? Um, I think, uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it's going to be vert ramp. Or, really? or I'm not even sure if that's in the Olympics. It might be uh, like park and definitely not street, but it might be like some bowls or whatever they call it. I don't know. What do you like watching better if you're going to watch skateboarding? You like you like Christian Soy and the high, you like the Caballeros and the old Mike McGill guys. Like I, I'm older than you, so I grew up on a different, obviously, generation of street skaters. But man, what's the the? He's like half black or something. That's just a badass. Oh, Ni- Nija. Nija. Holy Nija, smokes. He is. Is he the best in the world uh, right now? Yeah, definitely. But he's been the best in the world for a long time too, and he's still still pretty damn young. Uh, but he's just unreal. Like what? What? Is that God given or is it just his dad puts him on a skateboard like Tiger Woods dad put a golf club? I mean, in his yes, you know, that definitely helped. But he's also I mean, that, that can only bring you so far. You know, he skates every single day. Um, I think that's just really what it comes down to. You know, it's a it's a motivation. It's a drive. Uh, but he's unbelievable to watch. And I love watching street skating. I mean, it's so impressive what? Like to become a professional street skater. is just unreal. I mean, like. The shit you got to put your body through. Why? What, what, what do you mean as opposed to what you do? Well, it's snow? just, well, I mean, uh, there's just, I don't know, skateboarding is just a little, little more hardcore, you know? Skateboarding is cooler than snowboarding. Because you're on cement? Let's just be honest. Because <laughs> yeah, you're on cement? Yeah, because you're on cement and then there's just a million other skateboarders, you know, kind of com- coming up in the scene. Um, so to be that good and that to quality. be that good, it takes a ton. It does. Yeah. So do you ever go, damn it? I wish I was a skater and not a, a no. an Olympic caliber nope. snowboarder. Nope. Never once. Never, Never once. Never but once. I, I had said that about surfing. You, I, you, I said you, that about surfing. You wish you were a, a professional surfer. That would be nice, man. Like I compete mean, against Kelly Slater and stuff. Yeah, man. You know, why not? But why? That's kind of the same as snowboarding, right? You're just on water as a. Fr- I just feel like, that. yeah. I mean, like, say if you're on the the surfing tour, right? A, it's like you're going to tropical, tropical good locations point. all sharks, around the world. Sharks, sharks are a huge factor. <laughs> we all saw uh, Mick Fanning, you know, yeah, almost get taken out. And uh, it's if you're on the tour, a it pays super good. Um, but the main thing is like you're not really getting injured. I mean, like not not as like a snowboarder or skateboarder would, you know, it's kind of relatively safe, you know, you can go and like compete and not to worry about injuries as much as snowboarding, skateboarding, you know, that's the biggest factor I think in, in our sport, you know, it's like, doesn't matter how, like how driven you are or how motivated sometimes, you I mean, you have to deal with injuries and that's just a big part of our sport. Um, so, yeah. So, You've never once wanted to be a professional skater, but do you enjoy skating at all? Do you ever get on and, and, and try to shred a little bit on the street or in a bowl or anything? I used to skate, um, but I'm just on my snowboard all the time. So when I'm, when I'm not uh, snowboarding, I like to just be off my board and hanging out and, you know, hunting, being in the outdoors, working on my property, 
um, pretty much anything but but skateboarding. I, I did. I loved it when I was a kid, but kind of just kind of just got over it, you know. Did you really? Yeah. Then what makes you say so? The main thing that you're telling me why being a professional skateboarder in the street scene is so much more difficult is just because the amount of, in the talent pool the kids all over the country skating and trying to compete or I think so. And that's just my opinion. I mean, I think, yeah, there's a, there's more B I think it's, yeah, I think it's just a little bit more competitive. Maybe, you know, there's so many, so many amazing skateboards. It's almost like a, like a very gray line. All right. What, what makes you professional? You know, it used to be like, you know, right when you got a, a pro model skateboard, then you're, that would be, you know, classified as becoming a professional, you know? I'm not sure if that's still still around anymore. But what? also, you know, I'm not, I'm really, honestly, I can't, <laughs> I can't talk. Yeah, but, you, know, but you understand what you do. It just blows my mind that you would give that much homage. Well, maybe, to, maybe just because I'm horrible at skateboarding too. You know what I mean? And, how could you be horrible at skateboarding and so badass on a snowboard? Well, I mean, you know, I'm probably better than you, but. Well, yeah, uh, but in, I mean, of course you're better than me, even though I can ollie two decks, dude. I could. Ollie. Uh, all right. Well, there, maybe not. Maybe. <laughs> no, I'm just maybe you're better than me. I couldn't ollie two decks. Not anymore. <laughs> but dude, skateboarding to me was just always the coolest, the coolest sport. It was like this, the one that you wanted to be involved in. But For then sure. Kidwell and Sean Palmer and, 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 and the guys that I saw come up with like Burton and Sims and the switchblade snowboard. And when it started to really take effect right here in the Sierras around Tahoe, man, it was like awesome to see you know skateboarding on snow is what it really was right and then it's evolved so the involvement of the sport you won the bronze medal in the x games you won or a bronze medal in the olympics you won silver did you win gold in the x games too uh i have won a gold but it was in uh best method best method yeah I've got but you've won silver you've won several me medals at the highest caliber of snowboarding when was your last contest 17 2017 has it been a year since you've competed or well two i mean like i'm doing like racing like bank slaloms and stuff like that i've done a bunch of those this year um are you winning i am are you really yeah so now you're just as fast it's, as you were high. it's really it's really fun is I it mean, really I, fast what's that are you going really fast yeah yeah going speeds of what yeah i mean i have no clue to they don't measure the speed at all all i know is i'm going faster than everyone else <laughs> <laughs> so you're winning all of these uh, no, I, I, there's a, there's a big one, the legendary Mo Baker bank slalom. It was like the 33rd or 34th year. Um, you know, I made finals going into that, ended up getting 12th with a fall, which totally was such a bummer. I felt literally right at the line. So I lost a, a second or so. I think I could have cracked into the top three if I, you know, without the fall, but that's just me making excuses, you know? Yeah. But I mean, you, the sun was in my eyes. Wind, dude. <laughs> but the wind is a huge deterrent in snowboarding. I would think. Oh, big time. Yeah. It's gotta be right. Oh, it definitely is. But not when you're on the ground racing but more in the half pipe. Yeah. That's why we always, we have flags, um, that, you know, run the side of the half pipe or right on the, on the knuckle of the jump or the takeoff of the jump. So you can read the wind. And, you know, if you get a crazy side gust or a tailwind or headwind, um, then you can kind of, you know, plan accordingly because you don't want to, you know, overshoot it or come up short. So if you were to go into an X game style contest right now, or try to make the Olympic team in your mind, are you right there still? I mean, I'm, I'm looking for the involvement of the sport. Are you no. being a 31? Can no, you still, I'm not. What's the age group but, now? Is it 21? But the thing is, it's like, could I be if I was motivated? And to, dedicated? Yeah, and dedicated. Yes, I do believe that 
I could, you know, I don't, so it's, it's, not, not, it's not like a physical uh, limit. I've just, just been competing all my life and I'm kind of over it. And uh, I want to film and I want to go down this, down this new, new path that, that I want to do. It's kind of a little bit more, a little more freedom. So before we go into this new path, what's, what's the talk of the talk right now in snowboarding? What would like, if I Googled like top news in snowboarding, is are there new tricks that people, I obviously there's always new tricks, yeah, but is there somebody out tricks. there that's just taking the world by storm that you're like, look at this. Do you have anybody that's riding one of your boards that has potential? What's going on in the snowboarding world that has your attention? Yeah. I mean, there's so many good riders right now. I mean, I guess that probably the best half pipe rider right now is Scotty James from Australia. Um, he's going to be coming up up here this weekend too. Um, and then you have, I mean, there's a list too. My Danny Davis is unbelievable. Ben Ferguson. Um, these are all, those are, those are a couple Americans. And then it's really like the European Scandinavians are kind of holding down the slope style game. Um, you got riders like Stale Sandback, Mark McMorris from Canada. He's pretty much hands, hands down the best. So, um, uh, no slope style. Slope style. Yeah, jumps and rails. Uh, oh, he's that's, he's okay. unreal. So is that kind of like the big air stuff, or like when you're going straight down the hill to get as much speed, and then hit the ramp, uh, hit the jump? No. So I mean, it's it's jumps, right? It's oh, jumps several, and right. rails all, and it's a judged it's a judged thing. Is it time too, or do you have to nope. finish? You have no. There's no time. It's not a race, like that, right? Just who can put down the most technical tricks. Did you do that? Would that be what a method was when you won the method? Uh, that was in big air. Um, that was just like, you know, it's like the, the tail whip, you know, for motocross of, of snowboarding, you know, it's like the most classic, like, um, snowboard trick that you could kind of do or whatever. So I ended up winning that one year, but I did, I did, I got a silver medal in slope style, um, one year, Sean, me, and then, um, Mikel Bang. Is he from Austria? Uh, Mikel Banks from Norway. Norway. Yeah. Do you think that motocross riders are the most extreme, badass, all-around extreme sport athletes ever put on earth? I had Cam Zink tell me that. He's like, what they go through with their heart rate and the physical prowess that they got to have and what it takes to be like a badass motocross guy, yeah. um, you know, to do what they do. Do you agree with that statement, being in that world? I think, yeah, just from seeing what I've, just the little bits what I've seen, here and there it is it seems pretty insane i i, I couldn't tell you though i mean those, i got a ton of respect for those guys but i don't know if i could put them at the top you don't know if you good no what would you do if you had to answer that question who's at the top of the the extreme athlete is it a bull rider because those dudes are crazy as shit. i could see you getting on a bull i could see you being crazy would, enough honestly to that's kind of like one of the things that i need to check off the list i would love to i would love to ride a bull crazy son of a bitch <laughs> I, i'm gonna be there when you do it that have would be you, have awesome. you have you in the ball? No, dude. No, I've been right up in the shoots when they pull that gate. Yeah, and when I see that first whip, I'm like, that bull weighs two thousand pounds. He just oh, yeah. he just elevated himself forty eight inches with a hundred and sixty five pound cowboy on him, and oh, the yeah. cowboy's still there. Yeah, and I'm just like, God. And again, you no, come up unreal. doing that, you probably are going to be ahead of the game. I get it, but at any given time they're dead like i guess that could right. go for a jump and a snowboard you fall wrong or whatever but right yeah you just you gotta have, get the hell out of there you can't when, control when that bull, man. right 
Yeah, I mean, I guess like the main thing, a the horns, you know, but like the stomping power. Yeah, when the back know, feet go the up, back feet, right? And then you're on the ground and it comes down. Right. One guy already got killed this year in Denver. I oh think. no way! PBR. I, yeah, I wonder if that, you know, that yeah, kind of stuff died. happened. They've wow. lost one this year. That's crazy. I think it happened in February, maybe early February. I'd say those dudes are the the toughest. That's for sure. God, can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, that bull weighs two thousand pounds. Yeah, it's crazy. The bull's got to be the greatest athlete on earth. Yeah, right. Their muscular development yeah. and the way that their agility and shit. Yeah. So what would you say? I got. I you got to tell me. Like you're in an interview right now with the snowboarding magazine or whatever, and you're like, the the all around most badass extreme athletes out there are. Cross country skiers, oh. definitely not that. <laughs> definitely not that. Definitely Even not though that. I mean they do have strong. Although quads. they do, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm sure uh, you know their long longevity cardio, cardio, long distance cardio is right there. Exactly. Um, but a badass, like I look at what you. I do mean, like see. badass. I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head. I mean, I think street skateboarding is insanely badass. Those guys, are, those guys are super fit too. They do some gnarly stuff. Um, bull riding is right there. I probably would have never thought of that if you didn't say that, but you're, it's, but what, it's 100%. I mean, as far as like the qualifying of an extreme sport, like there's rodeo. So we don't actually call it snowboarding extreme sport. Oh, we you call, don't? Yeah, it's it's considered like an action sport. Action I don't sport. even know why it made the switch. But, like, um, but It used well, to be called like extreme sports. Now it's, well, not now. It's actually a long time ago. They switched over to like action sports. So what's extreme sport? Are there still extreme sports like what Pastrana does when he backflips a motorcycle or is that know. an action sport now? I don't know. Because he's I think, a crazy I think that might be action sports. I don't know if it's like whoever coined the term extreme is just like they just switched the terminology or, or like, whatever. You guys are becoming superheroes, like action figures. Like you guys are doing stuff that human beings are not supposed to put their body through. So that maybe that's where they come up with action sports and you guys are action heroes doing the shit that you do. Because if you look at the videos of what you did and you talk about, you know, the potential of a crash, you've, you've, you didn't suffer, but I mean, you experienced probably one of the most hellacious crashes in snowboard history. Is it one of them? Has there been way worse than the one that when you broke your jaw and the concussions? Yeah. I mean, that was brutal. Yeah. That was bad. That was just filmed really well. And what could <laughs> have know? happened though is what's really bad. That could have broke your neck. Like, could right. it? I mean, come on. Right. I have broke my neck before, believe it or not. You know, and I, I never even knew. Believe it or not, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, Is that one of the worst wrecks of all time, though? That was that was probably maybe one of the scariest because I had hit my head super hard, and uh, you know I knew I'd broke my jaw because I you, you, know, you know when you break your jaw. Oh yeah. And uh, you know I just smoked my head super hard, and I didn't want to be. We were so far in the backcountry, I didn't want to, uh, you know, have a delayed concussion when I was so far out. So I, um, you know, it was like, yeah, let's, let's get me to the hospital. Helicoptered out of there right away. No, I had to ride, uh, ride the snowmobile, ride the snowmobile out. Oh, bouncing around with the oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, Just, I was stoked to get the hell out of there. <laughs> Eating through a straw. But I, I don't know. I mean, as far as like action athletes go, I don't know if I would have named street skating one of them. I know street, even though it's so damn hard and unbelievable to see the shit they do. Yeah. I love seeing it. Yeah. But I just can't get past what you guys do. I can't get past the 20 feet in the air and the flips and the spins and the, and, and the seven twenties and the McTwists and whatever the name of your tricks are. But you've, you, you're, you're on, you're going so fast when you enter the pipe 
And then you got to hit that lip, right? You got to perform the trick, time your landing, get your landing, gain momentum, get back up the other side of the pipe. And you probably got, is it five to six tricks in a, in a solid run? Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere right around there. there. Yeah. Like that just seems like skateboarding. I get it. There's a lot of tricks. You're doing a lot of shit. Like even like a, a, a really good rail slide. If you're not perfectly balanced, you're cracking your head open. Like you got to be right. so balanced, right. right? I will say this though. I mean, yes, you're right. You know, it's snowboarding. Snowboarding's right there. It is. If not maybe at the top of the list. Honestly, if, you, if you've never seen a half pipe contest in person, it's pretty damn impressive. It really is. I mean, like it stokes me out still. It's, there's nothing like, like being right there on top of the lip and watching all the riders just blast up over you. You know, where like majority of the people are afraid to go and just even look down the edge, you know? Most people, when they, when they check out a 22 foot half pipe are afraid to look over the edge. Oh, you know, that's, imagine. that's a feeling, you know, and it's funny that, you know, we're launching, you know, and sometimes like 20 feet over the, over the, over the lip, you know, it's um, great. It's, it's absolutely like, so, but it's impressive to watch it's it in, impre- in person. Yeah. It really is. Well, I want, and you been, see it through all the photos and stuff and videos, right? Like for example, at the U S open, you know, like most all photos, if you zoom in on the crowds <laughs> on the crowd's face, everyone is just mouth open, like just it's really cool. I love looking at the photos. And I don't think you get, spectators. I don't think you get that. I bet you if you looked in the background crowd photos at a street skating event, it wouldn't be the same. Like Maybe, in a half no, bike So contest. like that is that in itself, you know, the amplitude and right there is, is super impressive. I will, mm-hmm. I will admit. And not, again, we're not taking it away from street skaters. The level of difficulties there, but the speed and the precision of hitting that lip when you're 20 feet in the air, and you flip around three times or whatever tricks you do. And then you got to aim yourself to get down with the nose of the board, aiming down the half pipe again, getting ready for your next trick. I don't know if there's anything more difficult in extreme sports, maybe, maybe staying on a bull, but once you're tied in in the latigo and everything on the bull and you're spurring and doing that, whatever is either you're going to get thrown off or you're not. Right. You got to get in position every time. If you hit it wrong a little bit, yeah, you might lose your speed and momentum and not hit your next trick as well. Your judges see that you don't score. But the level of difficulty, in my opinion, being looking from the outside in, that nose pointed down to hit the get back in the pipe. Yeah, that seems to me the hardest part of it, and it might be the easiest part. Okay, but no, I mean for me, something some. It seems to like you know snowboarders with a skateboard background, you know, can skate vert really well really excel in, in half pipe snowboarding. Um, and that's always kind of been the big thing for me too. It's like, cause you gotta, you gotta catch, you know, high up on the transition to A, to keep your speed, um, B, so you're not landing flat because you know, that hurts and you know, you could get hurt doing that or even worse if you deck out, land on the lip, then you bounce, bounce back in, you know? So I think that's like the main thing that, that is a little bit spooky, I guess for, for half pipe riding. Um, it would be so, so yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be on it. And it's, it's something that it's a skill that is honestly kind of like a life, lifelong, like it's, you can't learn in one year. It's no. not, it's not a, it's not a five-year plan either, you know, like to, to be at the top level. It's, you know, it's something you kind of just gotta be doing. Well, your, your story is pretty cool when it while. comes to that part of it is now, did you, you did not graduate high school. Yeah, that's you correct. Did. No, I did not. Is sophomore year, you left high school? Or was um, it earlier than yeah, that? I believe, yeah, I actually never even finished freshman year. And this was because your family was behind your snowboarding career. And to get to where you're at in life now, 
because you make your living in snowboarding still. Right. To get to where you're at now at 31 years old, you had, you couldn't be in school five days a week and not well, on the mountain or could you? I mean, yes, I could have. Um, and, and a lot of people, a lot of people do, um, you know, there's snowboard academies and stuff like that, you know? Um, but it just wasn't really in the cards for me. You know, I was, I had a lot of opportunity right in front of me and I wanted to, I wanted to capitalize, you know, and I didn't at that, at that time I saw zero backup plan. It was, that was it. I wanted to be a pro snowboarder. Um, any regrets of not be having your high school diploma or no. your GED, Scotty? No, no. <laughs> you think? No. <laughs> so that is, uh, yeah, that's the true statement. Now I did not have an, or, nor would I want to go. How back. does that conversation kind of gives me the, uh, the chills, the chills. How does that conversation, <laughs> although I do love learning, but I just, I want to learn I my do. own. I own how does it, how did that conversation go with your mom and dad? Did they already know like in sixth or seventh grade that he's probably only got two or three good years of school left in him? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I mean, I, it was just such a long drawn up process. I, you know, I did homeschool and we switched, you know, when I graduated eighth, uh, we, we decided to, you know, it'd be best if I got homeschooling to kind of free up some more time. So we actually kind of got the wrong homeschooling program where, you know, my parents had to be there to teach me, um, and, and grade my homework and stuff, but they both had full-time jobs. So here I was doing the test and grading, <laughs> which is hilarious. And, um, you know, I was like, Oh, it just kind of turned from one thing to another. Hey, can I, you know, I'm gonna take a month off to go out to, to Mammoth to, to ride or do this contest. And then a month turned to two months. To Were you sponsored at 15 when you were a freshman year in high school? Are you sponsored at this yeah, time? Yeah. So you're getting a paycheck right now or you're just getting free gear? 15, maybe, maybe some travel budget, you know, something like that. And you learned on the mountains of New Hampshire? Is there high enough mountains back there? To, yeah, to, yeah. There are. Yeah, there's a bunch of mountains. I lived on the seacoast, um, so... I was probably about about two hours from from kind of some legitimate mountains, but I had a local local hill that was pretty close to me, so that's where I where I rode a bunch, like well, an oversized like garbage any, dump essentially. Anything like this? No, no, nothing like out in Tahoe. Nothing. No. As far as Tahoe, Boreal's not that big of a mountain, is it? No, it's super small. And I was kind of surprised at it doing there because I feel like speed would be an issue. I mean, I've done a couple of photo shoots there at Boreal where, like, to hit the jump, we had to get sled snowmobile toe ends. Yeah, like, you it seems I mean? real small for a snowboarder. Yeah. So Is I'm, there a half pipe up there right now? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a half pipe. I mean, 22 they have, footer? They have some huge jumps, huge hips. Yep, 22 Did footer. Did you hit them today? No, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, my buddy's putting it on. I'm staying with him. So um, he's, you know, telling me all the stuff that, that's up there. So you, you have, you just come today from Mammoth? Um, no, I was up, I was riding, um, Tahoe for the last few days. Where at? Um, we actually have not been on a resort, but we've been in the backcountry building some, some features, some, some cliffs and, um, whatnot, just fun stuff to, to hit and shoot photos and film on. Now, when you say take photos and shoot photos and film on, is this to build marketing assets for your snowboard company? Uh, well, I was first on it. I was on a road trip actually, um, with one of my sponsors, Nanocraft CBD. Um, and we were doing law, it was a 2019, um, West coast sessions tour. Um, unfortunately I only made it like four days, you know, <laughs> in the tour, we did a couple of days out in Mammoth and then we did a couple of days in Tahoe. So we were shooting and we were, we were filming for outside TV and, um, and, also filming for our own content too. Like I was filming for my YouTube video 
um, which I'm going to start recording right now. Cause what's the channel YouTube? Uh, it's just my name, Scotty Lego. Yep. S C O T T Y L A G O. Um, so that's my new thing this year. I've been, I, I've been, I'm a YouTuber. You're, you're building your YouTube channel. I'm a YouTube blogger. YouTube blogger. So. Which is actually a lot of fun. I've, I've had a blast. How do you make a living being a YouTube blogger? Or are you doing it to again, market the snowboards? No, I mean, that's kind of secondhand. You bring you know? sponsors on. For I mean, all eventually, these eventually, you know, um, you can make a, I guess if you wanted to, you could make a living off, off YouTube, you know, cause the YouTube's the only platform that, that pays, um, because you get ads and stuff. Um, and is it, is it to where you bring on sponsors and they say, all right, for this many subscribers, we're willing to pay this. And then you're trying to build your subscription rate to get as many. Well, you could, you could work it that way. But right now I'm just, I'm looking at it as like almost, it'll bring me a little freedom into what I'm doing. I'm not, I won't be relying so much on sponsors, right? I can go out and create my own content and get paid from YouTube. Um, and have a blast doing it. Like I've, I've actually snowboarded um, more than I more this year than I, I think have in a long time. And I've learned a bunch of tricks, so it's it's been really fun and and it's been kind of pushing me to to uh, step it up and and to film and and to get some get some good clips for for my vlogs. So does this ever have potential of bringing back that competitive spirit to get you back in the half pipe to? To compete again, you think? No, 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 no way. way. Um, I I love riding half pipe. I'm not, I'm not, uh, not, I I never loved competing. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. I never really loved competing. So, um, this is what I'm doing right now is, is, is pretty cool. Although I've I've been having a blast kind of doing these bank slaloms, but that's not, that's like, that's not really like competing, competing, still, you know. still could scare the piss out of somebody that hasn't been they used to going down a mountain that fast on right. wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Laminated wood with some Mr. Zog <laughs> sex wax on it. <laughs> what, if, if you don't like competing and you never did like competing, do you think that held you back from reaching your full potential as a, as a champion snowboarder? Yes and no. I mean, there'd be times, yes, for sure. I do. And, but also it was such a great platform and it kept, it kept you good too. It's kind of a double-edged sword, right? I felt like, you know, Hey, you're competing. You have to be throwing these tricks regardless of the weather, regardless of whatever, like, you know, excuses kind of go out the window because you know, you're going to have to step it up for the contest. Um, when you're not competing, you know, it's like you're out filming. You're like, well, you know, weather's going to be good tomorrow or whatever, you know, like the jump's not perfect. So I'm going to kind of wait for a you know, a better opportunity to do this trick or whatever. Um, so it keeps you sharp that way, but also it al- almost kind of limits, limits you from, you know, going out and, and trying, you know, other parts of snowboarding, I guess, you know, in the back country, you know, jumping more or whatever. Um, and it kind of expressing your style that way. So you, if it held you back, then I would think that when I watch you, when if I'm watching your YouTube and I'm watching you on Instagram or something, I'm watching your videos. I would think that I, I would go out on a limb if I took a survey and you could tell me if I'm so full of shit when I say this, but it seems to me like you're probably one of the most respected snowboarders of all time by your peers. It seems to me like you have that that you've qualified yourself as that to where your peers, the other competitors, they know that you're a badass and that you never really 
cared about that competitive part of it. They might not know that. I'm not saying that, but maybe they do. But is that fair to say that you're like one of those guys that's way, way respected by all of the peers to where I've even, I don't even know if Sean White's more respected than you by your peers or by the other guys on the mountain. Um, well, first of all, thank you. I appreciate that. No, um, you I, that's, that is one of like my biggest goals in snowboarding is to have the respect of my peers, because I think that's the most important thing. Like who better to have respect for than other people who've been doing it their whole life. They know more than, than anyone. Um, so if I have their, their respect, then that's what I want, you know? Um, so yeah. Do you think I, I I do appreciate that? I think I have a little bit. I don't think I'm, you know, going to go down as the biggest all time legend. Well, I don't think that, (laughs) but I do. I think, yes, for sure. I think I have the respect of my peers and, and, uh, that goes a long way. I mean, you're a freaking Olympian, dude. You represented the United States in, in, in one of the funniest stories. We're not even going to get into the medal deal, but I still love hearing about that. Or did we touch about. on that last time? <laughs> yeah, we touched Oh, we did. All right. <laughs> it was just like Salt Lake City? No, that, uh, Vancouver. D- Vancouver. Yeah. And a girl got down on her knees and put your medal in her mouth, and right. then they kicked you out of the Olympic Village because they said that you asked her to? Or no, just because no, the whole thing was No, just because of down. the photo. You know, just because of the photo. Yeah, someone took a photo, went on TMZ. And, um, yeah, they just weren't, they just, the Olympic committee wasn't having it, you know, it wasn't, um, you know, up to their standards. Did you lose any sponsors? No, I didn't. Did they laugh or were they like, no, my sponsors were stoked. They were stoked. (laughs) Stoked. (laughs) It's snowboarding. You know what I mean? Like, do you ever talk to that girl anymore? I have no clue. It's not your wife. Was it? No. (laughs) You didn't make that girl your wife. (laughs) You gotta go back and look at the photo. Bronze medal. So do you, is that the biggest is that the biggest um, accomplishment in your professional career was the Olympic team? I would say so. By far, or does anything else, what stands out? Well, close? I mean, like, as far as like being on the biggest platform and pedestal, like, yes. And that, you know, run at the time was my best run that I had done um, to put it all together when it, you know, during the finals of the Olympics, you know, was pretty, pretty unreal. But as far as accomplishments go, I mean, um, there's a, you know, I've been snowboarding for a, for a long time. Uh, like every trick for me, every new trick that I've learned, um, you know, is a big accomplishment, you know? Um, I would say yes to answer, answer what, your question. What would even come close to second place? Is it the X games or is there, is it yeah, the I mean, US X, open? Or? And yeah, and exactly. Yeah. X games, US open, maybe even, maybe even be a little bit more legitimate than, than the Olympics. The Olympics can only have, you know, four U.S. riders or four Norwegian riders, you know, max, right? So you're already capping off at four. If there's bet, if there's four, you know, um, four more Japanese riders that should be in this contest, but you know, that could, that could take out, um, you know, anyone else. That's what, you know, that's what the X games and U S opens for, you know, anyone can go and, and, and compete. Um, there's no, there's no kind of cap on it. So. so there could be 200 snowboarders for the first qualifying round of the X Games. Where's the uh, Olymp- No, not for X Games. No, it's, I mean, it's invite, but it's not like, it's not capped like the Olymp- like Olympics oh. are for U.S. riders. And for that's U.S. It. riders. And yeah. it might've been your day that day that the Olympic team, that you went to the Olympic trials. And if you don't have the best day of your life, you don't make the Olympic team. Uh, yeah, well, there's a five, five competition. Oh, there's five competition. Qualifier, yeah, to, to make the team. And then uh, they take your two best results, I believe. Yeah. Did you make the Olympic team again after nine, after the bronze? No, I didn't. No. Did you try? 
I tried. Yeah, I, ended, I think I ended up getting fifth. Yeah, you were like one point something away like or something. Yeah. Who was it? The the Italian kid that took your spot? Uh, no, I mean it was U.S. qualifier. So no, no, no. The 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 U.S. guy, but the Italian name. What's his name? Vado. Uh, oh, Louis. No, Louis. it wasn't Louis. No. Did Louis make the Olympic team one year? Yeah, he was on the Vancouver team. He was on the Vancouver team. Who yep. were the four there? You, Sean, Louis, and who? And uh, Greg Bretz. Greg Bretz. Yeah. So is Brett still competing? No, he's not. Um, I actually just ran into him in Mammoth. We were we were doing some snowboarding. He's um, he's since retired from from snowboarding and just starting his own uh, his own business in Mammoth. Doing what? Well, you can. He teamed up with his wife. Um, I'm pretty sure this is the concept. It's an like interactive art class, but with drinking involved. <laughs> So you get to go paint. Is there naked models with alcohol? I don't know. I'd imagine. <laughs> I, you know, I'm just trying to sell this for them here. Yes, you go there. They're naked girls, naked guys, whatever you're into. Uh, everyone's a little buzzed up. You know, finger painting. Really? No, so I think you know. Yeah, it's like an interactive. And it's art in Mammoth. Class. It's, 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 it's yeah. He's so he's working on getting his liquor license right now. And um, you know, you go and you drink and you do art things. I can't draw a stick figure, so you know yeah, that kind of. I'm kind of out on that, but yeah. I'm definitely go down there, you know, for a cocktail. Yeah, just hang out and watch, yeah, or be the model. Out. You could be the model. Yeah, you could be the guy all posed up with your hand on your That's fist. And I got to hit the gym real quick though before I do. You that. stay fit all year I round, look, don't you? I'm I'm in good shape, but you know I'm in not um you know modeling shape. Has it know? gotten harder for you to stay in in shape? Are I you essentially look like you know uh, Gumby? <laughs> <laughs> but are you in the same shape right now that you would compete in, or would you have to get in better shape right now to compete? Yeah, it's just on, you know, like when you're in the, when you're competing, you're not, you're not even going to the gym, you gym early season. And then you're on your board so much that you're, you're in, board you're, shape. you're in board shape. You know what I mean? The stuff that's, it's sometimes, it's sometimes almost impossible to replicate in the gym. Uh, you just board so much that you get these weird muscles that are almost like you're, you don't even know how to work them in the gym and. You're in board shape, baby. Board shape, yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. I mean, there's there's a difference between being in shape and being in baseball shape. You might right. think you're in shape. You go take BP for an exactly. for 40 minutes and your grip feels like you like, feel like the weakest human being in the world. Right. So, yeah, I just, but you stay in phys good physical shape, like ripped up, pretty chiseled shape. I mean, your whole, your whole the year round, right? You don't probably don't even put on a, do you, obviously doing what you do, you don't get a winter coat. You hunt, so. No, you, I actually get opposite of a winter coat. I get my snowboard weight you get, which you is get i drop shape. i drop um well i'm in like my uh prime like snowboard shape is actually super light like the lighter i am kind of the better i am 167 believe it or not is like the best kind of weight for me really <laughs> and i always go to that weight when i'm when i'm snowboarding and then i beat back up in the summer when i'm not boarding to what and uh like 175 just my natural weight i Eight guess pounds, yeah yeah so does your wife ever get on you in the summer and be like, dude, you need to get back into snowboarding. Yeah, she's like, yeah, you're starting to get that dad bod, all right? And that's not what I signed up for you. <laughs> I did not say are, I do for yeah, that. Yeah, you are I do you. except for that right there. <laughs> so now you're going down this new road of, I would say, like entrepreneurial spirit now, right? I mean, no high school degree. You got an eighth grade education. You homeschooled yourself, but cheated on the test and gave yourself A's. <laughs> yeah. And now you own your own snowboarding company. But you also got some other shit going on with, with is it Friends? Is it the festival? Uh, um, yes and no. Uh, so we started a crew uh, called the French Crew. This is years ago. Um, we then turned it into a headphone company. We were... Pretty, pretty damn successful. And then, um, 
uh, then we failed and <laughs> we, went, we went bankrupt. <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, a couple of the dudes in the crew, Danny and Jack, um, started a, um, well, we actually, we all started at first, but they ended up taking it, um, into a music festival, uh, called the friendly gathering. And that's been super successful. And we've been, it's been, pre- it's pretty cool, man. You should go, you should go check it out. It's, it's pretty impressive. Like every, cause I'm not, I'm not involved in the back end. It's not really my cup of tea. I kind of opted out of, you know, uh, four or five years ago. And I was like, you know, you guys take this, you're pa- super passionate about music. Um, so I'm just, I more or less just show up and what is it like a freedom of like, you're nude out there watching music. Is it like burning man, like a smaller burning man or what is it? Kind of man. Yeah, it is a little bit. Yeah. Did see some nips last year. <laughs> saw some nipples last year. <laughs> um, nice. yeah, I'm sitting at the top of the mountain with my binoculars. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> oh, you're, you're gross. <laughs> He's I'm to, kidding. I'm totally He's playing. kidding. Scotty Lego is kidding. But is that so? You're not involved in the friends deal. So is the snowboarding what you're doing right now? Besides the YouTube, that's correct. That's the new road you're going. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's been what I've been doing for right for so a while. Tell me about the snowboards. Like, are they are they scientifically proven to be better than any other snowboarder on the market? Or that are you doing correct. this? Or are you doing this off of your name? That is correct. So you, they're <laughs> scientifically proven. Hell, There's your. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, honestly, and, and they're one of the best, best price board. You like, just said I you saw nipples and then you just said I breasts. Said <laughs> now my head's, my mind's not in the right spot. I can't even talk. I'm sweating. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny though. All right. So no, you got so the like, breast so snowboard on the I, market. I have the breast snowboard. I should do that and just label it that. Just have the one giant boob on the, on the board called the breast board ever. The breast board. That's kind of funny, dude. Yeah. You should at least do a model. Do you have any chocolate milk here or milk or anything? <laughs> thirsty. Um, no, so I, I'm doing, honestly, I'm, I would compare it to a, uh, a Burton, Burton Custom. It was like one of my, one of my top, top of the line boards. And I'm doing it for half the amount because I'm not, I'm not selling into shops. I'm doing all online and I'm able to, and I'm super streamlined, um, as far as what I do. So I'm able to sell a snowboard with the same quality for half the price. And, uh, that's no BS for real. So it's, it's pretty cool. People are starting to realize it and people are starting to trust the brand and realize how good the snowboards are. And I'm starting to see, you know, considerable sales from it. Um, this year being, you know, one of my best. So. So is it you're 100% the owner, the founder, the board of directors, the decision maker with no partners? Do you have sponsored riders? Are you to the point to where you can sponsor somebody financially, pay for some traveling fees? Um, yes, yes, I do. I have um, I have a few different riders. Um, one is um, turned into be like one of my one of my good friends. He's super good rider, Zach Normandin. He's from Massachusetts, and we we've been kind of teaming up this year and, and filming for. Uh, my YouTube channel, my, you know, my YouTube vlogs. Um, so he's a ripping snowboarder. I sponsored this, um, this dude, Casey Willax, who's super talented snowboarder. And he's actually a vlogger and he was kind of my inspiration behind, uh, starting my own YouTube channel because I was riding with him at the beginning of this year, you know, and I had, I had heard of him, you know? Um, but when I started riding with him and seeing all these fans and, I'd never seen anything like it before. I mean, I was truly blown away. I was like, whoa, like, it's crazy how passionate his fans are, you know, because they follow him through these vlogs and it's like YouTube's this whole kind of other world. And um, I was like, wow, I really want to, I really want to try this, you know? So he's, um, so big, big shout out to Casey. Thank you for, oops, sorry. 
thank you for um, for inspiring me to to go man. So little, vlogger vlogger is a blogger through video. Yeah, much. it just sounds. Hor- I hate the word vlog. Yeah, it's so blog. It's so horrible. It's so horrible. Can we, I? I know. Can we, we rename we that? Have to term Damn something. It, I know. YouTuber sounds lame. Vlogger sounds lame. I know, right? How about a uh, anyone? Any suggestions out there? How about, people, can people comment on this? How about better than America's home video <laughs> or Bob Saget does not live here. Or how about just like a, uh, a cinematic aficionado? Wow. I think I would cut out half my, <laughs> I don't think most people would know what it is. I don't know, but I hate is. the word vlogger, dude. I know. You I know. Right. It and it's like VJ. From yeah. The and it's like, days. it makes you mad almost. Right. Yeah. You're like, no, you don't I, want to be a vlogger. It That's sounds, almost like it sounds like a, a a guy that would come and get rid of fleas or something. Like, hey, your right, vlogger's yeah. here. Yeah, like, oh, damn it, he's here again. <laughs> yeah, we must Mom, have, Dad, the vlogger's here. Yeah, like, the vlogger sounds weird, Scotty. All right, we're over we got, it. I'm going to come up before, by the end of our sushi dinner tonight, yeah. I'm going to come up with a better name, a better for title. Real, for real. So essentially what I'm doing, right? So you have a better picture. Yeah, so. tell me. I want to I am, way. I'm kind of letting people in on the lifestyle that I live, um, you know, for maybe people who can't snowboard all the time or go to these locations that, that I get to go to or ride some of the best powder or hit some of the best jumps, uh, be surrounded with, you know, some of the world's best snowboarders. Um, I'm kind of letting them in and behind the scenes and, you know, for people who, who can't go out and and snowboard all the time and, and ride these conditions. So that's what I'm doing. Um, I don't know how to put a title on that. <laughs> we're not going to go vlog, you know, we're going to find a new name for it, but, um, that's what I'm doing, you know, and I'm, and I'm going out and I'm snowboarding and, um, I'm trying to stack, you know, stack snow, snowboard clips and, uh, film the in, ins and outs of it. So. so are you, are you seeing that people are actually interested in what Scotty Lego's doing at mammoth? Yeah. People like they, I mean, but think about that because it blows my mind that they care. Like, yeah. But it's Social been a, it's been a struggle too, though, because like what I need to find is I need to find the right camera guy slash editor. Right. And it's kind of like tricky. Right. You know, it's like he's a he's got to be cool or she's got to be cool. Actually, it has to be a guy because I don't think my wife would let me travel around with a girl. No. <laughs> so Not he's got to be cool. He's got to be good at snowboarding. He's got to be to follow you down a mountain. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's like got to be like, you know, actually good at snowboarding. Right. Because we're getting ourselves into, you know, sometimes hairy situations. You know, we're in the backcountry. You have to be knowledgeable of avalanches and how to run the, the beacons and stuff. So uh, you also have to. Um, you know, obviously I said, be cool, but like, you know, truly like we're traveling around everywhere together. You know, I can't be traveling around with someone who I don't like, Yeah, 100%. you know what I'm saying? So, um, and then you also have to be skilled, um, Is in the a- editing bay, you know, and, and, you know, it's a lot of work. So I've done a bunch of the editing myself, which is a straight nightmare. Cause I've been, you know, teaching myself how to, how to edit, um, you know, at the end of like a snow, you know, a long day snowboarding or whatever. Um, then, but I've also had a bunch of other other filmers who have been great, but you know, they're great and they're, you know, they're getting paid through their, you know, other film jobs and stuff, stuff that I can't really, you know, can't really pay them financially enough to, to jump ship and come on over to the Scotty Lego YouTube channel. So are you putting this job out there on the market right now? I like literally, I've been thinking about it so much. I just, I should probably just announce throw that out on Instagram or right here, right now. I'm looking for, a filmer, an uh, editor, hundred and five thousand dollars starting salary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> you gonna tell him what it pays? Yeah, we're just gonna move that comma over to one <laughs> spot to the right and right in my budget. One thousand fifty dollars <laughs> yeah. a year. One thousand fifty dollars. <laughs> that would be uh, yeah. I mean, but I, you know what? The right person's out there. Who doesn't want to come travel the world? I get all it. expenses paid. Rip around with some of the best borders. Go to the best locations. Are you they know. getting paid to film and edit too? Yeah, and they're getting paid to so film and edit. So they're going to make a salary. But they're not going to make much, I'll be honest. They're not going to make much. It's more or less, it's going to be kind of the right person in the, in the right time of their life, you know, who wants to go out and experience and, and, and uh, not to, to mention, learn a bunch too. But, you know, obviously getting paid for... Yeah, but not to mention that, the learning you know, that they're going to get from you, the doors that could open from... And that's the, my whole jam The network, the exactly. network that you're going to introduce them to. Right, and, and that's... That's like a college education. I would like to think that's something I bring to the table, you know what I mean? Because I, I can, you know, introduce people to, you know, some, some opportunities, you know, so. But you don't want to introduce them to the wrong person and that person go, man, that's a hell of a videographer. What's yeah. Scotty paying you? Yeah, right. Hey, yeah, come on over here. But you know, if that happens, so be I'm, it, so be it you know, and life. I'm not going to hold anyone back from that. You know what I mean? And if, if anything, I'm going to, I'm going to be stoked for that person for real. Heck yeah. Well, that's why, that's why you're different than a lot of people that get that envy, jealousy, bullshit that, you know, you, you might support them on the way up and then they get there and then you're like doing everything you take to throw rocks at them to knock them off the top of the ladder. And I'm like, stop dude. I know. Work harder, get there. He'll pre, you know, he'll support you. It's like, I don't know. I'm kind of more the mentality of. You know, I've had people come to us like, hey, I want to learn how to edit. I want to learn this. I'm like, come on the road. Come on the road. You right. Know, come, and, come and see what this lifestyle is. And to me, I look at it, you know, I just had this guy, this kid, Eric, leave the other day that was on the road pretty much the whole season. Then he came down here for the last 30 days. He went, And I'm looking at it like, man, I wish I'd had somebody that took me on the road and showed me the ropes that, you know, and I did in ways, but I had my other things going. It wasn't like I was full time or had somebody like open up all the doors of the business to right. me. Like, I'm like, here's what we do with sponsors. Here's a, here's sitting on this meeting with me at SHOT Show. Uh, come to this, you know, this right. event with me and be in our booth. Well, I mean, even the myself, I've learned a bunch from you, you know, and you kind of took me under your wing, you know, in, in a ways, you know, and introduced me to, to a lot of people and give me all kinds of opportunities. Yeah. Could you imagine if you came to me and you're like, Hey man, you know, I'm getting into this. And then I went, Hey, I'm not going to introduce you to anybody. I try to like open up doors. No, yeah, it's unreal. It should be like that goes a long ways, you know? Yeah. And it should be. uh, One thing that we need to finish is the Oakley deal. Are you with the sunglass company now? No, dude, you gotta meet, you gotta meet Kevin and Eric at freaking Oakley. They would love you with what you're doing on YouTube. Kevin and Eric. Kevin, give a shout out to me. Kevin, Kevin texted me today and said he was going to call me. Um, I'm headed to the Kentucky Derby. Should we just like get him on uh, FaceTime right now and put him on the spot on the podcast? Let's try. Like, it. are you in? Are you out? Let's bro? try it right now. You think I'm, I'm? I'm not kidding. He'll listen to this and go, "Don't ever." But um, I'm going to the Kentucky Derby. Oh no way! This weekend, and That's I'm wearing. Awesome. And I'm wearing. It's uh, we're doing some stuff. Are you getting a big old top hat? I got a. I got a uh, suit. A, a fedora. Oh. Nice. With the pink band around my shirt's pink, my jacket's blue. I got the pink slip in here, a pink tie, white slacks, blue shoes, brown belt. Damn, dude. Dude, I'm telling yeah, you. No, that's what it's all I'm about. You got to be gonna going be in cool. style. It's going to be cool. Let's see if. Um, Do you got any um, money on a horse or what? I got to find the right one. Yeah. I don't know. Because you have to put it back. Dude, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, aller- I'm allergic to horses, so I'm going to be the only person there with an EpiPen. <laughs> yeah, right. You're going to have a maybe face mask on. Maybe he's on his way home right now. Oh, Kevin. He's got the nicest Kevin, beard, Kevin, dude. Kevin. He does. He connects, really like, groomed up. I was, I was just bragging about how nice your beard is, Kevin. <laughs> oh, 
Look at that beard. That is unreal. Kevin, I want you to meet my good dear friend. That is Scotty Lego, Olympic, and you know who Scotty Lego is. What's up, Kevin? Can you see him? Yeah, I'm trying not to crash my car, but yeah, I can oh, see yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got to pull over. Yeah, this careful. is FaceTime. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> anyway, um, this is <laughs> How live. How do we say so, this? So I hope that a, a, call, a California HP isn't listening to this and tracking your car with <laughs> right. Oh, he's hands-free still. I'm hands-free. Oh, yeah. He's hands-free. Oh, perfect. He's still got his phone Legitimate. on. So we're sitting here talking about Scotty's new YouTube channel, and he's rocking it, and he doesn't... I told you what had happened with him and his other sunglass company over the Second Amendment comment and all that, and I'm wondering if I could put him in contact with you and or you and Eric to see if uh, his YouTube channel and what he's doing with his snowboard company and all in his career, it's, it's really badass. I was hoping that uh, it might be a, a, a cool relationship with Oakley. Yeah, for sure. You can send over his contact info, no problem. Okay, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tie right. you in on a text. Okay. Look, look at, this is him. Look at the beard. Look at the beard. Dude, Kevin's a little short. A little short. But I'm telling him to look at your beard. Oh, you got to take a look at it. Would you look at that? Would you look, look at, at that? Hey, he's the man, Kevin. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll connect you all on a group text and then let Scotty take it from there with some of his numbers and all of that stuff. All right, hit me up tomorrow, yeah? Tell he's, him I have awesome glass style. Look at that. You see, dude? It's, it's, it's all right. It's not, yeah, I mean, it's not bad. It's not like state-of-the-art, like... <laughs> hey, did you, uh, did you find me any pink stuff for the Derby? I'm uh, still looking. All right. I love you. All right, man. Get home safe to your family. Hey, this is the podcast that you're coming up to the studio to do pretty soon on the tech, the innovation of the Oakley brand. Yeah, as long as you cook me dinner, it's fine. Oh, I'll be Traegering for you. All right, brother, <laughs> drive safe. All right, man, late. See you. Look at that, a little FaceTime with the VP of Marketing for Oakley. And you're See, in. right there. Boom, done, bam, <laughs> boom. It's amazing. Isn't that, that's the man. He's driving home from, uh, have, you ever been, have you ever seen Oakley's headquarters? Yes. Have you been yeah. in the office? Yeah. You seen? The, I got the full the, tour. It's, you, it's pretty you, insane. What about the chairs in the waiting room that came out of the space I shuttle? I don't quite remember that. The space shuttle stuff. Oh, okay. Out of NASA, dude. It's tight. Do you know the story about how the company was founded and how he named it? And no, and, not really. Oh yeah, dude. The story is so cool. He's sitting on the beach and he's like, "Man, everybody loves my." Everybody loves my glasses. All these surfers are wearing them. And he's out looking out over the ocean and he's throwing rocks to his dog. And he's like, "What do you think about that, Oakley?" And said that to his dog. <laughs> no way. And then named the company Oakley after his dog. That's That's, awesome. that's pretty badass. That's, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I don't know if there's a more iconic sunglass brand. Like you see that, o right. that, that icon, that, For sure. that Oakley logo. You'll it's definitely the, the world's um, most renowned. For yeah. sure. Like it's awesome. And Spectacles. I follow their snowboard page. They got some stud snowboarders oh, dude, on there too. Absolutely. Man. They're doing some, so that's, yeah. that'll be perfect for you. Yeah your content on their snowboard page and vice versa. And then you putting all the stuff on your YouTube page. And now we come what you call a content provider, not a vlogger, a content, content provider. <laughs> and now you're not a, yeah, because vlog. like I could fall onto the, uh, which is totally, I hate this term too. It was a, an influencer because it's thrown around and I just, I just don't. Here's like my that. problem with influencing is that you could, you, you, you could go on, you could go on, you could go on there and influence somebody to be a, you know, wear these goggles or whatever as a snowboarder. But then Scotty Lego could go on there with his 
expertise and his qualifications and his, his, you know, his life of what he's done. There's so many influencers online now that couldn't freaking well, bait a hook. They yeah. don't even know how to bait a hook. Right. I don't know. I'm not going to get on it because I'm I, to each their own. Right. But man, I see a lot of shit in just the hunting space. I'm just like, somebody had to put that holster on for you. Cause I guarantee you don't even know how to right. drop yeah. it. Cause you know, it's just like, I, it, I, I ain't a hater. Yeah. Let them make their money. <laughs> I didn't hate it, but I hate that shit. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not trying to hate no, on them. It's just like, Oh yeah. I mean, no, Hey, it is. Just, it, times have changed. You're calling how you, you see gotta it. You got to evolve you know? with it. I just want them to have credibility with it instead of being right. good looking or my, my trainer Matt's like, yeah, you could have six pack abs and go on there and say, if you want abs like these do this. And then the guy goes out and does that and throws his back out because you're not qualified to teach somebody right. how to get abs just because you might have better genetics or you're aesthetically pleasing to look at Matt's science and research that he's done and his findings and his over the years of, of 20 year training career, right. he understands the, the, the scientific makeup of the body, the biological makeup of the human body. Yep. So when he, he's qualified to tell me how to get my abs in better shape. Right. My point is, is that you can go online and find a hundred people saying you could get these abs totally. if you go to this tanning bed and put this spray and totally. I don't know. Influencer, man. I don't like yeah, that. So word we're not, either. we're steering clear of that word. A vlogger influencer out content, content provider. Content that's only what you do like Content for a company. Creator. Like I could see you just doing like really cool ads with Oakley and mixing it with, you know, the, the, the snowboard brand and co-branding on some print ad campaigns, social campaigns, digital ad campaigns. We could help design them in our studio here with go up and take some badass pictures of you with the Oakley goggles on with the Lego snowboard totally. with the foul life sticker like, on the it's, board. It's just honestly like the YouTube's an awesome platform too for sponsors because like i'll be running my oakley oakley goggles and oakley sunnies in all the vlogs you know for a long period of time you know what i'm saying it's not like instagram we like got a minute whatever little edit or whatever and they're a lot more loose right so it's like they don't have to be these super fine you know edited pieces you know they're high quality it's just just daily stuff you yeah, know what i'm saying the, you know daily, you time. know and that's what i've found to be way more powerful than, than I ever thought. And what, you know? what, what, what have you found that the people want to see the most? Is it the actual tricks? No, is it the lifestyle, not, the travel? It's, it's a lifestyle. It's a more common. So they're going to care about they you. They want eating. the story. Like they want to actually know. So like you'll, what you'll I'm have this like. camera in the sushi place tonight and get a couple shots. Of yeah. Like that's, in your yeah, mouth. exactly. But like, then I got to go edit that, <laughs> edit this all together. It's like, good luck for me. You know, that's why I'm looking so for the right guy. Am I guy. being a good cameraman? Have you been seeing You're doing great. At first, like you were like going absolutely rogue talking to me, but you're, you know, well, a couple times. No, you're you're something. killing it right now. I appreciate I'm getting some that. really creative stuff. I know, stuff. but I need to switch it over to you now. Cause oh, okay. like, no so, so you'll have your audience on Scotty Lego's YouTube channel, follow you to the sushi bar tonight and you'll be drinking a sake with some Maguro and yeah, some exactly. Yeah, and exactly. Which, where, which bar are we going to? The joint. The joint? Yeah. What time are we going? Why? What do we? Well, I was just going to say, I'll, I'll buy a shot for anyone who shows up. You know what I'm saying? Well, this isn't live. Dude. <laughs> So don't say that now because we might not be there I when know, I hear this. You're right. All right, I got, screw it. <laughs> but we do have to go. But over I will there. say this though: if anyone's there, yeah, who's a fan, let's buy him a drink. Oh yeah, they'll be around. There's dude. This place is the bomb. Right. I'm talking like Japanese samurai swords. We got um, We got my buddy um, Danny Davis who who wanted to uh, come down and play some uh, some top golf. I just opened up here in Reno too. Is he coming down here tonight? Um, he might be. He's going to give a shout out after, after the, uh, the vlog. Yeah. Is he the one that's putting on the contest? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the man. He's, now, did, he's the snowboarder snowboarder. Did he, he compete at one time? I heard he you say does. his name, right? Yeah. Was he yeah. an Olympian? Um, he has not made the Olympic team, but that does not 
mean anything. He's as good for as him. they get. Absolutely. What he's, he's one of my favorite snowboarders. Who he's does he ride right. for? He rides for Burton. Is Burton the cream of the crop? Is Sims even in business still? I don't think so. I haven't heard Sims forever. Yeah, they used to sponsor the, the back page of, of all magazines for like yeah. years and years. Transworld. Uh, no, I don't think they are. Shit, I hope I'm not. I don't know if they are either. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they are. Terry Burton started Burton, and then that turned into no, a huge... No, you're thinking of Terry Kidwell. Jake Burton. No. Jake Carpenter Burton. No. I know Terry Kidwell used to snowboard for Sims. Yep. But so, Burton was started by Terry Burton. Am I wrong on this? Well, it's Jake Burton. Jake Burton? Yeah. Dude, all these years I've been telling people in my snowboarding <laughs> seminars that Terry Burton, why did they sponsor me then when I had this story? <laughs> snowboarding seminars. <laughs> snowboarding seminars. Like when you get to the lip and you look over Yeah, this. Jake Burton. He actually did a pr pretty cool thing. He um, found He put a photo of me um, up on his Instagram this year. Why would I even argue this been, with you? I don't know, but. Founder of Burton Snowboards. I'm thinking. Yeah, Jake Burton Carpenter. Yeah. I'm thinking that uh, you're thinking, got him mixed up with Terry Kidwell, maybe? Was there ever a Terry Burton, or is that an actor? What the frick am I thinking, man? I feel like a dipshit. God, I, I apologize for everybody well, dude, and all of my this, snowboard this courses. This is not your expertise, brother. Dude, you no. know what I'm saying? Don't worry about it. But you know, like, when That's you become, when you think you know a little bit about everything and you're not real qualified on anything. Right, yeah, jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, like, you think you're a renaissance man, but really you're just a yeah. scrub. But I really thought it was Terry <laughs> Burton, dude. I would have put money on it. Yeah. <laughs> Even against you, I'd be like, dude, you're, yeah, you hit your head too you many gave me times. Look, and you gave me such a serious look. I was starting to second guess myself. <laughs> you, <laughs> I'd be like, I know him. I mean, that's Jake Burton, but <laughs> I've, I've been with the guy in his house, right. but that brand, that brand from went from a snowboard to pretty much like the Patagonia of snowboarding. Right. I mean, as far as apparel I mean, and merchandise yeah, they're goes, awesome. they're on, they're definitely, you know, in the league of their own, uh, as far as like innovation as well too, but they're really getting big into, um, into, you know, lifestyle clothing bags, you know, like that's really kind of where the money is for them. You know, and they make, the they make like, so, they make way more money on socks and gloves than they do at their actual boards. Yeah. You know, they're hard goods, you know, but it's um, good stuff. It's gotta be good. Stuff. Awesome they're, stuff. they're not going to, they're not going to, yeah, they're not no, going awesome yeah, to no sacrifice the iconic image of a brand. Right. Snowboards are right. bad. Every, everything I do is great. And then their socks tear on the first time you wear them. Right. That's just bad for the brand. It's the yeah. same with Oakley. Yeah. Their Oakley socks and the underwear and everything that I wear, sweatpants, whatever it is, they're just awesome. Have totally. you ever worn Tommy Jones? Uh, Have you ever heard of Tommy Jones? Howard, I've heard of them, Howard Stern promotes them. The comedian, yeah, comedian Kevin Hart promotes them. Okay. I just didn't know. You seem like you would be so, like a Tommy John model. Dude, so there, I, there's another I person switched. for you to get. That could be another lifestyle part. You need to go check out Tommy, Tommy John, John. Find out who the director of marketing is. Get him a media kit and say, look at my body. Here's yeah, my lifestyle. Here's my I'm an Olympic athlete. I'm still rocking it at 31. And I think that I would fit your profile perfect for snowboarders and action athletes all over the world. And you'll be like, by the way. My name is Scotty Lego, and I, I will, you got a selfie stick now. Oh, a longer selfie stick. Let me tell you my selfie stick story. But hey, don't disregard my talk about Tommy John, dude. No, but That's you know the what? perfect kind of I company I was just going to say, though, I've been sold on this one brand of underwear for years. Is it Neff? Did I mess up? Is Neff uh, an underwear they company? They did. Actually, they, they did, but they're out of the, they're out of the uh, underwear game. Um, they collabed with, like, Kevin Durant, and um, but it just didn't work out. But it's actually called... Well, it was called my package underwear, antimicrobial, like super thin, awesome. What do you it's, mean it was called? Uh, I think they switched their name. I'm not even Wait, sure. Wait, is what, this the Neff one with Kevin Durant? No, this is the, the one that the, you like. Yeah. 
So you don't wear them anymore. I do. I still. But I how still do you run. buy them if they're not? My, Dude, if you don't know the they've name, they've been lasting anymore. for. They last forever. Oh, the <laughs> they're sweet, awesome. These are the ones that you used to. These are the ones yeah, that you I, had when I you stocked were, up. Had, you stocked up. I stocked up, and I don't mess with anything else. But you, that's <laughs> although a, I think Tidy Whitey's going to make a comeback. That's my claim. Really? I really do. Fruit of the Looms. Yeah, like straight tidy whities. I think they're coming back. Mark my words. Really? Yep. I brought the fanny pack back. I wore it all spring training. All oh, the baseball fanny, players oh, are like, absolutely. dude, love it, love dude, it. Fanny packs. I love absolutely. Fanny pack. My fanny, brothers fanny are like, are dude, great. we won't even go out in public if you wear that. And I'm like, you're so dumb. Fanny packs. Fanny wrong. packs. See, dude, jam. you need to get in shape. That hurts your shoulders. So I held it up for freaking 35 minutes, dude. <laughs> 35 minutes. Dude, my my, uh, I'm super strong from, you know, my knees to uh, the top of my butt. And actually, no, from the chest down, chest to my knees, I'm very strong. Anything, shoulders, you know, my Gumby. core. Gumby. Absolute Gumby. Dude. So what were you just saying before I interrupted you, or when I said don't, don't take, or you better take me serious about contacting Tommy John. I oh. didn't know that. But you were saying something and I was cutting you off, right? Well, I was just saying, you know, I've been sold on, on these underwear. Yeah, but there was something else, though, that we were going into. Son of a bitch. That's what I get for, for interrupting. But that, I... We, we were talking about Danny and then we were talking about the, the, how this brand of Burton did what it did. And that's kind of like the vision that you have to have for Lego, man. You gotta, you can't just be like, Oh, I'm going to have another snowboard because I don't know, you know, I know your snowboards are badass, but they can't be more that much more badass than a Burton. I don't know what you could do unless you put nitrogen. Well, the thing is, right. I mean, that's not really my, you know, my jam. I'm making comparable boards to Burton, but for truly half the price because Burton's a huge company. They have so many moving parts, right? They got to pay, uh, distributors, they got to pay reps. They got to pay, you know, uh, for a shipping facility, you know, uh, shippers. Um, and then they have to take a huge cut when they sell to, to the stores, you know, yeah. all that yeah. stuff is null and void. Yeah. You know, I get them shipped right from the factory to my house at a good price. And then, you know, I'm not taking a huge margin on them. So I'm able to sell them for an awesome price and ship it right to the person. Um, so they can get out and, and shred an awesome quality board. So do you, if I go on, the Le- bang, baby. if I go on Lego snowboards, will I find t-shirts and hats and merchandise to show the lifestyle? No, but I want to get more into that. You have to. Yeah, I know I do. Well, somebody's going to rock your board. Of course they're going to rock your shirt. Right. I do. I do have, I have a few hoodies and stuff, but I just need a, nothing I've been like really proud of. I want to, I want to make some really cool hoodies. I want to make someone's favorite hoodie. You know, you got a favorite hoodie. Oh, I wear one. Every you know day. what I'm saying? It's like, I don't care but they, I, what I, I, I switch though. Like I'll find another one and be like, man, I'm gonna wear this one right. for a minute. Right. My yeah, new totally. one right now is this, this military camo, uh, Brent Cobb and then a military camo Gator coolers. They're made by the same manufacturer. Oh, cool. And I rock them all, all, yeah. all the, all the freaking time. See, that's what I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to make someone's favorite something, you know, favorite hoodie, favorite tea, whatever. Right now, like my favorite hoodie is one of my buddies works for uh, stone glacier. He sent me a stone glacier hoodie. It's like no affiliation. I'm just running that hoodie like absolutely into the ground right now. <laughs> You know, so at one time you gave me a hoodie that I wore that wore it into the ground. It was a nice. Nike, Nike snowboarding. Okay, right on. Were you sponsored by Nike at yeah. one time? Yep. So you could actually go to your grave saying that you were a Nike sponsored athlete. Yeah, you got it, man. That's pretty strong. Yeah. Did you ever get to meet any of their other athletes? Uh, no, it was. <laughs> no, I didn't. Not really. Uh, but it's funny. It's like when they when we first got like introduced to the team, like at the headquarters, you know, and it's like they brought us up on stage. You're like, all right, like who would you like to meet? You know what I mean? 
And like, uh, I was up there with like Sean Malto and, uh, is this an like, organ? Is, I'd like to meet like Manny Pacquiao, you know, cause he's, uh, what, where's Manny Pacquiao from? Philippines. Yeah. So he's from the Philippines, you know, is this an organ? Yeah. Yeah. It's in Beaverton, Oregon, you know? And I'm like, of course I just, I wanted to meet MJ. You know what God, I mean? I might've shot. How could you not? I know. Right. I, th- I might've shot a little too high. <laughs> Hey, funny you say that. He wanted to go to dinner tonight with you, Scotty. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, uh, MJ does not want to meet. I don't you, know so. if I. I don't know if I would want to have a beer with MJ or Tiger because what Tiger did oh two weeks God. ago, dude. The Masters. How impressive was that? Amazing. That was amazing. All right, I'll be honest. I had a hard time not not crying, dude. I did too. And the thing like, is, for real. The thing is, is that, that I hate golf. Such- I hate golf. I, I, I don't do. golf. I saw you practicing your swing back here, my brother. Yeah. I'm not a golfer at all. I, I, I got a lot of respect for it. It's hard as shit. Right. I think to enjoy golf, you got to practice a lot or it'll ruin your day. It ain't fun <laughs> when you're hitting it in the water. I guarantee it. Yeah. But I think that what he did after what he went through, and I'm not saying that he didn't cause it for himself by the what he was living, but to... The way that I look at it is like the Mike Tyson career. He's on talk shows at four, three or four or five years old with a golf club saying who he is. And now he's 44 winning another major. And it was the masters right. in Augusta, Georgia. And the pressure that's been on that man since he came out of the, out of the amateur ranks, or even when he was at Stanford, I met Tiger Woods at UNLV on a recruiting trip when he was on his recruiting trip, when right. I was playing baseball down there because we were number two or three in the nation that year. And Chris Riley, who's won several PGA events was our head honcho. Yeah. And he took him out to dinner that night and did all the things that they do. Right. And and then when I watched him win that, I'm like, dude, to be that much of a badass, to have the Jordan Speeths and, and, the, and the other ones that are all Dustin Johnson or whatever their names are. I don't follow golf that much, but I follow Tiger. Right. And to see, when I saw that, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. He was two strokes down, I think, going into the final round, and he still won. That Nike ball, the Nike emblem on his shirt, the Nike emblem on his hat with the TW logo. And to know that they didn't give up on him like the, a bunch of the other sponsors that is really did. cool, right. And Phil Knight's like, hell no, we're sticking with him. Right. And he won another freaking major. He yep. finished last year on fire, you know, but mm-hmm. then he came out this year. He didn't, he didn't play real well early this year from what I gather. But yeah, it's just so impressive. And like, I don't know why I get like, I honestly got choked up so much. You should. That means because, you're living right. You get emotional right. with that I mean, like, I just felt it, you know, I felt it. And like, you could see how hard he had worked and how focused he was during you know during while he was playing and you know to know what he's been through and to to come back i think is just as hard maybe harder than a first initially you know it's got to be getting to where he was well, you know, how many back so surgery? much pressure he's had you know, a lot of so surgeries the pressure the surgery time, right and there. then you know just the age you know what i mean i mean Dude, up there. I mean, he's not a, he's not old by any means. He's not on the senior tour, but he's 44, 43 or 44. I know he's like the same exact age as me because when he was coming, he was would have been a freshman and I was a sophomore if he had came to UNLV. He, I think he's got 14. I don't know what Jack Nicholson's record is for majors. Yeah, I think it's 14. He's getting Tiger's got 11. No, I think it's 16 and he's got. Is it 14? And I'm not going to argue with you again. You prove me wrong on everything. I think I, he, I don't know. I don't know how many he's got either, but. He is a, he made golf real, real, real famous. And he carried that game. He carried it. And the ratings are through the roof again because of Tiger Woods. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's fair to say that the other guys don't have his mentality or that instinct, but there are other, there are badass golfers out there. He just comes in and wrecks them, wrecks them, takes it from them. Right. And he's like, Hey, I'm back. 
And yeah, that just, totally. it just blows my mind. To yeah, it's got to be kind of shitty playing with him, but you know what Could I mean? you imagine because the leader, I, the leader that day going into Sunday, right. you wake up in your hotel room that day and you roll over and kiss your wife. And she's like, you're about to get your ass kicked is what you're going to do. That's the, you know what I'm saying? Because Tiger Woods, you're paired up with Tiger Woods on the last day. He's only two strokes out of your lead. And you're like shaking in your, you got to have the most killer Mamba Kobe Bryant mentality right. to go out there and, and stay ahead the, of Tiger that's Woods. That's the biggest thing too. It's got, the mental game and the mental strength to, honestly block out i mean and some guys didn't you know some guys absolutely blew it you know yeah the was it the leader yeah the leader. had a huge huge well, lead. i don't know okay look. or he had he hadn't shot a he hadn't shot a bogey in like 47 <laughs> holes or something like that you know the leader you know what i mean and then he ends up just getting bogey after bogey because, you know, of, that's because, because tiger's that on your heels right it's got to be right. Yeah, I mean, and I mean that and the Masters, you know, just not having a mental game on lock, you know, kind of, kind of buckling, you know. But are we are we right in what we're saying, Lego? Is that in golf on the last day that the guy in first place and the guy right behind him, a couple strokes out of the league or whatever it is out of the lead, get paired up on the last day? One and two are together. Yeah, I believe so. I think it's how it goes. Yeah, I could be wrong again. I just yep. don't follow golf enough. Yeah, it makes sense, right? I don't know. I don't know if they draw hat, well, draw I mean, numbers would, out of it. I think hat. it would make sense for tv time you know i mean have one and two that's like boom all right you know then creates an awesome show there's one thing to go into sunday as the leader and have tiger in ninth or tenth five or six strokes out of the lead mm. then to have him paired up with you on sunday yeah, two right. strokes out of the lead that you haven't bogeyed in 46 rounds or for whatever it is of golf Absolutely. 46 holes in a row sweating right <laughs> you're just like knocking the, yeah, the crowd can tell. Crowd just goes nuts you know and you bomb hey, it down the fairway and no one hey <laughs> happy rat. hey happy <laughs> yeah right Hey, shoot, are we still going to Red Lobster tonight? What about Sizzler? Dude, you you know, you got to have seen Happy Gilmore, right? Oh, yeah. The best golf movie oh, of my all God, time. Yeah. Like, there's not even a second. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Is there a good snowboarding yeah. movie? No. I mean, there's yeah, actually, well, I mean, ski movies. there's like, you know, I wouldn't say good, but like it has its moments uh, out cold. That's like, is that that's snowboarding? Got one of my, yeah, that's got one of my friends, uh, Todd Richards. He, he like starred in it. Oh, he didn't do the stunts. He was actually an actor. Yeah, in he it. was like an actor in it. Yeah, wasn't Sean White in some dating movie too? And he was oh, like, he played his, a prick. Yeah, that was hilarious. I, I laughed walked, my ass off when what that was, was it? Uh, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Je Jessica Bill was it before yeah, he married Jessica, Jessica Bill? Bill? Yeah, I think Justin Timberlake's married to Jessica Bill, isn't he? Man, we got. He walked up. We do got to start getting our facts before we talk. But he walks up in like an outdoor oh, seating yeah, area of a like, restaurant or something. Yo, bro, don't touch me. You know, like whatever. <laughs> He's got his ponytail on, or did he? Have, he had his hair in a ponytail. Yeah, I can't like remember. he put it in a ponytail, and like he was gonna fight him. Or God, I what can movie was that? Damn it! Someone out there is listening. Is like, yo, it's called this, you idiot. Yeah, but like, it's not live right now. We should start doing our podcast live. Joe Rogan friends. doesn't do them live. It, no, it's like, oh, that sounds right. Like, Hold on, um, Sean White spelled with an H W, right? See, usually when you get big enough with a podcast, which we're working towards. S-H-A-U-N. A-U-N. When, when we're, yep, you're right, 32 years old. You were right, one year older. It's like you know the guy. I've been competing with him um, since I've been a little kid. Um, when you get your podcast big enough and lucrative enough, which is where we're getting close to, it's like you hire a fact finder where he's sitting right here with the laptop. And, you know, Joe Rogan's got a guy and Adam right. Carolla's got his team. And, right. and that I think that would Dude, be the I, coolest. Not to cut you off, I think you haven't. I mean, you have like a radio voice. You're radio good, voice? Man. Yeah, you are good. You really mean that? You know, you know you're good. No, I'm not saying I know I'm good. No, I'm just asking I'm, if you mean that. No, I really do. You really mean that? I think you're that. awesome, yeah. Well, thank like, look you. Look at your intro, bro. Your intro was flawless it was great flowing very much flowing 
Well, thank you. That means a lot you're to gonna, me. You're gonna do. You're gonna do big things. Just keep grinding on it. You think so? You know so. No, I don't. I'm <laughs> you freaking. Do. That's your motto, bro. No. Grind. You're a grinder. You go get. It. You go get it done. You think you think that I have a voice for radio? So I do. Do you think I have a face for radio? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> as I, long as there's no cameras, you have a voice for radio. I am telling you, <laughs> like, and like, you're going to be very successful in your podcast. You really that's, mean that? That's my claim. Okay, it's um, no, that's not it. What the frick, dude? Anyway, we're wasting time again. I was trying to find that city or that <laughs> that movie that was that Sean White was in. It wasn't No Strings Attached, was it? Yeah, I think that was that. No, Justin Timberlake's not in that, is he? Dude, I don't, I'm sorry. That sounds about right. No, that's Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher. Man, we're really messing this up, dude. People are like, dude, it was this movie right here. Friends with Benefits? Yes, that's it. That's it. There it is. It was... Uh, kind of close to No it, Strings Attached. It was Myla Kunis, who I believe is married to Ashton Kutcher. Okay. And Justin Timberlake, that's the one that Sean White's in. Yeah. He walks up and I'm like, I wonder if that's really what he's like in real life. Cause I've heard like through grapevines, like from other people that he can be a prick, which everybody can. Right. I've never met Sean. He could be the sweetest man in the world. Don't know. But he played a prick in that movie, dude. And I'm and like, he played it good. It was hilarious. <laughs> he played it good. I thought it right. was awesome. So have you ever been offered in all of your dealings and everything? Has anybody like Hollywood status come at you and been like, Hey, we want to put you in this commercial. Um, commercial. Yeah. I did one last Mountain year. For, um, for, Mountain Dew. You did one. I, yeah, I did. You. Well, I did a big one with Nike. You did? Yeah. We went up to the Matterhorn. It was a huge production. I jumped out of a helicopter with a Matterhorn. And, uh, that was originally supposed to play, believe it or not, during the Super Bowl. Um, and it, I don't think, you know, was up to the standards that they wanted to, but, um, that, that had a pretty good airing. And then I did um, one last year for Jeep that played, um, a bunch all throughout the winter. Um, which is pretty cool and pretty fun. So had a, had a few opportunities. At one time I was hunting, but never, you. never like a, a legit movie. You were hunt. We were hunting in Kansas and I think you were headed to park city and you were going to do something where this ball of cameras was going to follow you down a hill. They had all these GoPros. Oh, so that was, um, yeah, that, that was, Mountain Dew. yeah, that was, well, yeah, that was from Mountain Dew. That was like one of like the first VRs, like virtual um, reality, like where you've got the goggles on and you can look left, you can look right, you can look all around, right? And it's this, it's us snowboarding, right? It's like, we're snowboarding down this mountain. So it was a pretty huge production. And that was like before all the technology really kind of came where it made it a lot easier, right? So it was like this crazy, like this guy had his formula to edit this, you know, this giant ball of, of GoPros. Of cameras or something, right? It was like a hundred GoPros or something? No, I don't think it wasn't, it wasn't that much. No, it was like, I don't know, it was a ball, a ball of them. Oh, so it was a smaller ball. Mm. Oh yeah, it was one where you could, you know. Oh, so he was holding it. Yeah, it was, oh, he was holding thought... on a stick, you know, but it was heavy enough where he had to kind of tuck it underneath his arm. So they edited that all, all out. So if you look back, you know, that's my buddy Jack holding the camera. You know, that's why he's riding with like a, a crutch arm, you know. Oh, see, I, ha I had this picture of this sled with this deal built onto it, holding this big like globe looking thing, mm -hmm. like a Tony, you know, like the Atlas Award of full of GoPros right. being pulled by us, you know, in a sled being pulled by another snowboarder. And it was following you, you, you got oh, looking oh, around wow. everybody yeah, yeah, on yeah. the sides no. and stuff. Like, that's what I was picturing this. Yeah. We so, were explaining yeah, so we did like this wrong. VR, right? So Mountain Dew set it up, you know, at, to activate. Had a bunch of different events, skateboard, whatever, snowboard events, 
NASCAR or whatever. So it was really cool. I mean, it actually turned out pretty cool. Where can if, we if see it? I want to see it. Don't. Have you, where is it? Was it turning? Was it a commercial? It wasn't a commercial. It was a promo or did yep, they turn it into exactly. a mini movie? Uh, no, it was like, you know, you kind of had to be there. You got to, you got to run the goggles. You got to wear the goggles. So you had to be there to see it. So there's nowhere to go look at it anymore. I don't know. Probably not. Maybe the Fleshman plan. I mean, material. everything's still alive on the internet. It's got to be out there somewhere, right? You know, I mean, George Brett had that shit my pants story, and that made the internet. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen George's thing. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> Go on YouTube and type in George Brett, I shit my pants. All right. And uh, you will fall down laughing. Nice. <laughs> and it's so, they mic him up doing this little documentary on him, this little story on him in yep. spring training. So first day he got the spring training. Wait, did he shit his pants while he was mic'd up? No, but oh he forgets that he's mic'd up because they the camera crew goes back over oh to the dugout. Oh my God, and he tells his but story. But they got the headphones on. Right. And the cameraman's listening while he's getting his stuff ready in his case or whatever. This is the way I picture it. The way yeah. that I hear the story is the way that I'm telling it now. Yeah. I wasn't there. But George is out doing calisthenics and stretching with the right. rookies down the third baseline. Well, this guy hears this. George started talking. So he points the camera over there. And he starts filming George walking around talking to these rookies about what had happened to him when he ate this crab leg dinner. And he filmed the whole thing. And he goes on to talk about boom, 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 boom. And you're just like. Well, anyway, this camera, I don't know how they, they didn't get his permission to put on the internet. They just put it out there. Oh yeah. He's getting gold. But I would think that if you're working for a film crew or somebody that, and you got that, right. Like they would have to get permission to put that out on the, uh, on the internet. That's pretty, right. You know, that's George Brett is having it. What's Brett's thought on his, um, his pooping his pants being exposed. (laughs) He, he at first was like, well, that ain't cool. And then he's like, I don't care. Yeah. Like That's whatever. just George's mentality. Yeah, totally. And and he's such a badass man. I wish you, you would love him. You'd be like, I, you're probably not a baseball guy, but I think you might've been at yeah, one time. I mean, hell like, yeah. I mean, I love baseball. You do. I, love mean, I love to play baseball. I played it a bunch. I just don't follow it religiously. You yeah. Know? Right. I'll yeah. follow the Red Sox, you know, when they're, you know, then they're, when they're doing well, but uh, essentially I don't follow, I don't follow the leagues too, too much, but I mean, I love the sport. I do too. Fun as hell. God, I love it. It's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. It's easily the most extreme athletes of all time. <laughs> most in shape. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Buddy. You could be at a restaurant with a whole baseball team and you would never tell that. <laughs> so if you're looking, you're looking around here at these records oh. and shit. Yeah. Like if I walk into your pad and you got records on a wall, what, what, what do I see if you got a vinyl collection? Hmm. Do you listen to music? Dr. Dre, The Chronic, that's a good one. Now, you don't have to pick out of these. I'm just saying, do you Yeah, I know, but I need a little inspiration. You know, I'm pretty bad at just kind of... What about the two behind you? Mm, No. No, you're not a Michael Jackson or a Prince fan? I mean, well, I'm definitely a fan, you know, but it wouldn't be... It wouldn't put them on your wall. It wouldn't put them on my wall. People probably chastise me for that, too. Guns N' Roses? Yeah. You like the GNR? GNR, yeah. Yeah, GNR's GNR's rad. What about the Willie Nelson, the Waylon Jennings? Yeah, Willie, a little bit. Um, is he part of the Highwaymen? Is that yeah, just like a Highwaymen's up there in the bo- top right of this wall. That's like one here. of my favorite songs, actually, actually called The Highwayman. See the upper right? I was a Highwayman. Oh, love that jam. Along the coach roads, I did ride. Mm-hmm. Sword, Sword and pistol, pistol by, by my side. side. Oh, we could sing that one now, boy. Along, oh, Many man. a soldier lost his life on my blade. blade. Many a. Many ladies. <laughs> I can't remember, dude. <laughs> I know the first line. Man, yeah, the, dug me in the spring of 69. 25. 25. <laughs> spring and 25. But I am still, I am still alive. alive. I'll always be around and, and around, around and 
winding around. Johnny Cash, Willie Christofferson, and Waylon. God dang it, you talk about it. And only one's, well, two of them are alive. Willie just put out on his birthday today, he's on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine, and the bottom of it says weed. And it's Willie Nelson just sitting there, the big smile. I think he turned 86 today. Yeah. What a stud to be around. What a stud. Not my poison of choice, but what a stud. Oh, I don't care about, I've never smoked weed in my life, but Willie to be alive at 86 with that life. He yeah, had, right. You know, when he was an outlaw in Nashville. Oh, for sure. Hanging with Waylon and shit. Right. Like, how are they still, how is freaking Keith Richards still alive? Like, that dude has got to be, I, there was a comedian one time that said, when the world ends, there's going to be two things still walking a cockroach and Keith Richards. <laughs> They're just going to survive a nuclear bomb or oh something. Oh my God, dude. that's great. So what would it be? What record would it be? Um, I'm not any of these. Like, who's yeah, your know, band? Who do you I listen keep... to? Is it is it Bob Marley? Is it Suicidal Tendencies? Is it punk music? What do snowboarders listen to? Are they heavy metal? Are they more laid back? Oh, dude, we're all over the board. All, I mean, so you like a little country, like a little rock? I mean, yeah, I like love... Like a little hip-hop? Yeah, like, I like some hip-hop. I like more of the old-school hip-hop. I love country. I even like some of the new country. I know you don't love some of the new country. Um, but I like some of the new country. Um, like bro country, like Florida Georgia line. <laughs> yeah, I like FGL. I gotta, I gotta admit. I just, I, I know. I knew. I didn't want to say that. I, I just don't. I don't know if it's their fault or Nashville's fault or Scott Bruchetta's fault or Big Machine's fault. It doesn't matter. They're just wannabe rappers that that got into this country career. They don't write. I, I don't know. I just right. have a big issue. I, know, I just, I like their jams. They're, I'm not and saying, I got to meet them, and I thought they were awesome. I'm not too. saying that they're not. Right. I'm just saying that they're not country. Right. Yeah, I just yeah. don't. I just don't flow with them as country. Now, it's pleasing to the ear. To Zach you? Brown band. They're pleasing good. to the ear. Maybe you know what? Honestly, Zach Brown band is freaking talented. Believe it or not, the the best concert that I've ever been to, the best performance by far. Let me guess before you say it, but keep going. I want to guess before you say you, it. I don't think you'll ever get. It. No, well, keep maybe. Going. Keep going. By far, be based on what crowd participation. Well, he was a. He was part of a, a lead singer, part of this band, a really big band. Back Sammy in the Hagar. No. Nope. Damn it. Um, I get three guesses. And uh, he wouldn't be your... Ozzy Osbourne. Black Sabbath. No. Nope. Damn it. One more guess. Keep going. All right. So let me see here. Um, all right. So the band that he used to play for. Play for or sing? He was a lead. Sing. I think sing. Yeah. Sing, sorry. Uh, had a type of aquatic animal in the title of the band name. Fish? Yes. I don't know the lead singer's name of Fish. No, I, it's not Fish, but well, the Fish I, is part of... Oh, it's not Fish. It's not... Okay, so the Fish was in in the band. Yep. Hootie and the Blowfish, that guy? Yeah. Darius Rucker Darius was one of your Rucker. favorite... Unbelievable. What? I swear. No, he's talented. He's way more talented with the Blowfish he, than he is solo to me. He killed... I mean, he sang all his Hootie songs. They, he's way talented. Way talented. You know they're back on tour together right now. They, they opened for Jason Aldean Atlanta, and now they just announced their new tour. Yep. Hootie. I'm talking like Hootie, not Darius. Yeah, yeah, totally. All the original members. Dude. Right, that's They don't cool. have the long hair anymore or any of that, but he is mad talent, but that's your best concert. It was crazy. You I know, right? concert, dude. I know, right? There's no way. I know, it's so funny, but honestly, it was, man. I gotta say. No freaking way, dude. Yeah, have you ever he, seen GNR? He, have he, you ever seen Zach Brown? No, I have not. You got to come to Indy in a couple of weeks. Going to the Indy 500. He's playing the concert this year. Fine, done. You going to come? You, there. you are going to come to Indy? No, because you know what I got going on. So I got Snowboarding. this. Well, I'm I'm done here on the fifth, right? 
And then actually my buddy Danny just said, Ken Block is going to be coming up to Boreal and rallying. So like, we're going to like snowboard and he's going to be rallying his car and we're going to be doing like a snowboard, like jumping car over his car. Yeah, exactly. So right after that's done, that'll be probably be a couple day um, session. I'm going back home and turkey season full swing. It starts on this nice first. transition right there. That was a nice little radio I'm gold from, right I'm there. I'm learning from you. That was a Seriously. nice little transition because Thank that's so right where I was going into after the little music that's interview awesome. right there. Yeah. So turkey season opens. Let's see. On uh, in two more days. On the first back home in New Hampshire because we're so far up north. So. Did you see some of my birds I've got this year? No. You haven't? Well, I mean, I don't stalk you on Instagram. You don't don't even follow me anymore, do you? I mean, I don't want you to. I don't want anybody. It's so weird that we talk about. Do you follow me? Did you like my picture? Did you like it? How many likes did you get on that video, Scotty? How many views, comments? Did you beat the algorithm? Who gives a ratsass.com? But let me see. This bird is a four-year-old, we estimated. Really? Man. So he had big old spurs? Oh, boy, was he a biggin. He's a biggin, buddy. You ready? Look at that little Benelli. I would love to know how you guesstimated the age. I age just went off of the landowner in the picture. Oh, okay, cool. Here's an Eastago. Oh, wow. Yeah. 11 and a half inch beard. I used mm. that Benelli Super Black Eagle 2 pistol grip. Rob oh, Robert. That's, that's my... I like the pistol grip, too, for, uh, for Coy- Coyotes and turkeys. Yeah. Rob Roberts choke tube, the .662 with the new... Oh, you got uh, a long, longer barrel than I expect though. The new, the new federal TSS loads. You need to get that TSS. Do you do you have any? What's that? The new federal loads. Do you shoot federal? No, I don't. Are you working with any ammo companies? Um, Winchester sent me some some ammo. And I honest, honestly, I'm a fan of their, their long beard, but I have not tried this. The, I was going to send you home with the box, but if you're shooting Winchester, well, hey, nothing no. wrong with that. Oh, I'll take a box. Too. Look at those decoys, dude. Those look good. The, the new Greenhead gear. Oh, nice. That's, it was just, a, it was just. When did they get, when did Greenhead gear start making turkey or they've been making it for a while? Uh, just, uh, this is the third year. Okay. There's what it's all about though, but Nice. A little turkey meat. Oh, I'm not a big you know, fan of wild turkey meat. I've been doing turkey nuggets. Yeah, but that's the, anything can taste good. I know. Flash fry I know. Fry. You're right. But it still makes my mouth water. Just so, it's so manageable, right? It's like one, like, this is going to sound like, weird, but I'd rather have, I'd rather have mallard nuggets. If I was going to, oh, I yeah? just, I'm just not I've a never fan, of, I'm just not a fan of wild turkey meat. Yep. There's one of the places I was hunting in California. Oh my <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Wow, loaded up with birds Dude, you ain't or a ton, of, a ton of great decoys. I no, you tell. ain't never seen anything <laughs> like this place. Look at that freaking Tom on the trail camera. That's an awesome photo. I know, isn't that That's sick? really cool. So the wife, wife texted me today, and I actually texted back by accident, sorry. Um, what do you mean? She was, me doing some, she was doing some intel at my house. She, she was like, uh, you know, she's like, two Toms out in the field right now with a hen. Um, and she like, you know, took some photos through the binoculars, you know, and I'm like, yes, thank you so much. Well, is she, is she getting into hunting too? No, she's not. She has no interest in it. None um, at all. Which is, yeah. Yep. She just kind of, she lets me rip though when I'm hunting. Like I hunt, you know, September all the way to December, like hard. And she knows that I like how crazy passionate I am about it. And she supports it, which is awesome. She it just is does. Cool she how just passionate doesn't. you are about it. Love it. Any others, any, it. any other action athletes that you know that are, that even do it? Um, Yes, but it would be like the the occasional like yeah yeah I've been out hunting you know nobody really into but it. no one no 
Like in, not like not in, like not to like my level, you know, or not to why my. That is, it's just they grew up in a different part. Because you go into country music, hunters, rodeo, hunters, baseball, hunters, NASCAR, hunters, football, hunters, basketball, couple. But uh, you never really see a lot of crossover with the surfers. It's just and the such a. It's, it's such a. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I get a lot of people who are snowboard fans who, who are big hunters, right? Just not some of like the professionals, I guess. I think there's a lot of snowboarders out there, obviously, that, that hunt. Um, but just not a lot of the professionals hunt. Now, who Are you working with any hunt-specific companies right now? I know at one time you were with Weatherby. That's done? Yeah, that's that's done. Although they did forget one of my guns when they're moving, <laughs> so I gotta I gotta get back to them. So I gotta. Well, you gotta so, give a gun back. No, I got I, I get a gun that oh. that uh, that somehow got mixed up, and uh, so they they're gonna send that send that out to me. Oh, really? Yeah. So the guns that they sent you before, you get to keep. Yeah. You keep them all. Yeah, yeah. You still shoot them? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I love Weatherby. Weather uh, yeah. They're awesome. They're great. Badass brand. Yeah, totally. And that's how you met Chad Mendes? Yep. Yep, that's how I met Chad. Could so. you beat him in a fight? You think that UFC guys are the most extreme action athletes? Are they action athletes? No, they're an MMA no, I fighter. Say, I wouldn't say. Do you think you could take Mendes? Of course. Are you kidding me? Really? <laughs> no, hell no. He's so impressive. It's unbelievable. We're going to try to FaceTime his ass. Because he's supposed to come up tomorrow to the studio. He's, he's doing pretty good with his fin, fins and feathers um, guiding service. That and his it's, YouTube it's channel. Awesome. And he just yeah, got his baby. It. His wife is a stud. She's an all-star. Yeah, I, love, I love Mendez, man. Yeah, Mendez he's the man. Is, I mean, how, well, you know, how could, you, uh, how could you not love him? We'll see if he answers. He's always too busy for Oh, he answered. No, he didn't. Mendez, answer. He's always in the gym. Yeah. Because now he's going to get a dad straight. bod. He's going to get a dad bod. Yeah, right. A baby. You also get the dad, dad, uh, old man strength though. Yeah. You know, when your muscles like, you know, turn into, into tendon, you know, and then you just, you know, acquire all this extra strength. How much would it take for you to take a punch from him? It uh, depends where. Body shot. A body shot? How much would Is I have to pay you? Oh, dude. I, because his body shots will cripple you for life pretty much, dude. I've taken a... I had one... Are with you a, for real? I took one with a bodysuit on several, and he half-assed missed on one of them, and I and Uriah Faber was there and Joey Rodriguez and everybody, and he and they literally said, you're, you're done. And it broke my rib, and... Oh, are you serious, oh, crippled bro? me up. I oh. can't imagine. Like, I, I'm not All saying... Right, well, like, like, if you're I in a fight and you got your momentum going and you're ready and you take one, that's different. But when you're just... Me, and I'm not... I'm not a fighter. Yeah, but he, you're a big boy. Yeah, but he freaking smoked. Oh, yeah, me. no, I mean, you can tell he punches with How much? Power. Would it be $5 or would well, you I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I wouldn't take anything for the solar, in, in and around the solar plex area because that would just straight drop me. But if he had an amazing aim, which I'm sure he does, and he could hit me in the abs, <laughs> anywhere between, you know, um, my Johnson and my solar plex, uh, I was going to say I would just take it for for. Just to say I did, but now you're scaring the hell out of me. Really? You would be that, you like, that's your mentality. Just for, to say you did, you, they take a punch. I don't <laughs> well, know. You know I gotta say, someone's gotta be rolling some film on it. You know what I mean? Oh, Get you some got to have content. You yeah, gotta have you content. Know what I mean? Here so, we go. Content provider. Yeah. yeah <laughs> here I am. Provider. You know what I'm saying? Gotta get the GoPro. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Wait till the Hold camera's on. Let on. me get my, my head mount to my GoPro. But there is a lot of that mentality now is like, you can't, if it, well, if, it you just don't, be like, if you don't have be, video of it, it didn't happen. If you don't yeah, have right. a picture of it, it didn't right. happen. It's almost, I don't know. Like, I, I, I Look, can't I'm not it. saying just for content. I just 
think it would just be it would it would be that extra edge that I'd want to to take a punch. If there was if you have your own podcast, which I could see you going down that road someday. And no, just like, I do not have the do not have the voice for the radio. You had I do, a good voice. And, well, I thank you, Chad. See, that was good right there. <laughs> if you did, who would be your dream guest? Like in all of your travels and everybody you've met or anybody you've heard of, I know you wanted to meet Michael Jack, Michael J- Jordan when you signed your, your Nike deal, but who would be the guy that you would want in studio first or at least to make sure you had him or her on? Oh, well, now that we're talking about it, probably, you know, let's, let's get Tiger in, but I want no, I want no political answers. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get right to the, right to the dirty questions, right to, you know, some of the hard hitting questions that fans and probably just the average person would like, love to hear. Like, what is some of the funniest stuff you've heard when you're walking by a crowd or whatever? You know what I'm saying? Or like, you know, just some like, there's some cool, fun stuff. Baba Booey. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like what truly like interrupts your swing or something like that? Like his, he would get so pissed and turn around and and stare him down. Right. You know, like you just want to hear some stories from the legend, you know, or whatever. No, that's a good one. But okay. Now somebody that you've met or no, um, it would would be, no, I'm not looking for that. Would it be a snowboarder? Would it be Burton? Would it be somebody that's innovated the, or trailblazed in the There's sport? so many amazing people out there. Uh, uh, I can't even remember this guy's name, but one of these speeches just absolutely blew me away. It was actually a Nike speech when they were rebranding. Um, they got kind of get rid of 6.0 and stuff. They had us over, you know, at, for the rebranding launch or whatever. And this guy ended up giving this, you know, 30-minute speech. I can't even remember his name, but it was... It was the best speech. It was just unbelievable, motivating, and full-on got a standing ovation. He had like 12 hours to prepare for it, you know. Probably the most interesting man out there. Absolutely crushed it. So you can't tell me who's the most interesting (laughs) Exactly, right. Was he a businessman that they hired to give a speech, or was he an athlete for Nike? No, he was an employee. He was an employee. Yeah, just like... It wasn't Phil Knight? No, no, just absolute just... A person who gave a great speech just crushed it. I want to meet, meet this guy. This I want to hang with him. You want to wherever hang? you are. Okay, you so know you need, who the hell you, you are. You have to, but you have to figure out who this was. I know, right? So you're in, you're in Beaverton, Oregon again on the rebrand, and this guy speaks to you guys. Yeah, it speaks to the whole company. The whole company and just absolutely crushed. Like you it. came out of there going, "I'm going to go start my own shoe company." No, I came out of there being like, "That guy's the man for giving that speech." Did you go up and shake his hand? No. Why not? I ran the other way. I was scared. No, I'm you sure. were scared. <laughs> I'm just I don't want any <laughs> no. confrontation with you, man. <laughs> I just don't want it. So hunting right now, like you're looking forward to getting back. Like it's frick, it's late, man. It's going into May right now. You're just now starting it's, a turkey hunt. Yeah, I mean, up is New north. Hampshire that late? Yeah, we're late, man. We're up there, man. People have been killing turkeys for. Since, I know. Since I, I feel March. like by the time by the time February we get started. Everywhere else is like starting to wind down. Well, I know like February, the end of February, beginning of March, they open up down in Florida for the Osceolas. But right. out, out here, you're, you're, you know, you're, it's, it's, it's probably not a bad idea because my thing with turkey hunting is that I want the gobblers away from the hens. There's nothing more. Like right. you saw those pictures and yeah. it looks like, oh it's my like, God, good you're, luck. you're like hunting. You're going to kill them no matter, but they're hard when they're like that. Big time. When there's 60 hens around and this right. guy's like hearing you go, burr, burr, and he's like, yeah, right. I'm going to walk right. over there. So maybe you put up a fan or something or a, or a, or a Tom decoy that will get his attention. But then we got they're them with so a Jake. We so got them with a Jake, to, but there's a ton of Jakes too. Right. So this hard time to of year, they're a little bit off. My favorite is 10 a.m. Mine too. 
They're all so I killed majority, 90% of my. That's the best. I cannot stand. The only reason that I hunt the roost now, and not that I'm anybody, but is if I take somebody like it's their first hunt. Right. And it's it's an awesome experience. To hear the gobbling. Right. It barely ever works, right? What's up with that? Well, it works if you, but it's so, I I just don't like it. I like getting a man when you're in the woods. Right. And and, and they're off the hen and they're going to find their Mm -hmm. shaded spot and then you just strike one up. Oh, and I then love you it. run and you cut space. Right. You, you close the distance on them, and then you tree up. Like to me, that's turkey hunting. Right. I don't like the fanning. I don't get into the fanning or crossfield. I'm not saying yep. it's not. Yep. Do do you? I wouldn't dare do that in my area. No I'm, hell no. I'm not in public that property. Much, right. Yeah. No. You're I mean that's small. all I hunt. You know. I still actually wouldn't even do. I, actually, no. I take that back. I would full on do it at my property. <laughs> yeah. Why don't? You? Um, well, I tell you, if these birds are still around when I get back, absolutely. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna throw every trick I have at them. There's nothing better though than than striking one at 10 a.m. Oh, and amazing. closing the gap and have him right. come over thinking he's going to get another little piece. I mean, of there's the a action. good little stretch there in between the morning roost and that. So by the time they kind of break off from it, or the hen actually breaks off from you know from the gobbler, either goes to you know lay on her lay in her, lay an egg or whatever. Yeah. There's some good you know it's a good it's my favorite good gap and you're kind of really wanting to hear a gobble yeah. and then. I don't want to hunt them off the roost and I don't want to hunt them on their way back to the roost. I just want to get them when they're just, they're just ranging when they're out looking, they're just out looking and chilling. And and I think that's why that fanning works. You get them out there and they're, they're off the hens. And I don't know if that would work as good on the roost in the morning, but you get out in the middle of a wheat field or something and show that fan and they're off of the hens and they think that there's a threat in the area. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, they come charging out and it's pretty exciting. I mean, guys are getting them in. People are trying to catch them with their hands and shit. Yeah. You've seen that. I'm sure you've seen that video. Yeah, the 410 yeah. um cold pepper uh, have you seen that yeah just the one couple- yeah i mean like essentially like he had to have been they did like a bunch of like tests with it before they went out with a i think it was the judge you know a little 410 pistol yeah and shot it reaping from like three yards away but it was essentially how to get that that close they were claiming like or like within five yards or something I take a lot of shit when I tell people that there are certain animals that were meant to be killed with a gun and a gun only. And I truly feel that a turkey's one of them. All right. I was going to say the same. I swear. I don't, There's something about shooting a turkey with a shotgun that's so satisfying. Yeah. It really is. And and I've shot, I've only, I've only shot one with a bow. That ain't cool. It's not as fun, man. It ain't, it's like shooting a coyote with a bow. It's not cool. Right. It's just, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not cool. And I know Mendez is going to hear this and go, because he hunts. I mean, I'm not saying you can't be successful and that it's not awesome to be able to hide up against a tree and know when to pull back. But I feel in my heart of hearts that a turkey, if you're going to hunt them, is meant to be hunted with a gun. And with TSS, you can kill them with a 410 and a 20 gauge for the 20 gauge TSS is mm-hmm. mean. I just, I just love hunting them with a gun. Yeah. And I don't even love hunting them. Yeah. I, love I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I love bow hunting too. I'm a big bow hunter. I'm a huge In advocate. Fact, when you're, when you're telling me about this whitetail, what's a whitetail contest? North American whitetail championships. I want to get some more info. I'm going to look that up. That you sounds pretty join. tight. Oh, hell yeah. You can win 50 grand on it for the biggest. I don't know what all the, the yeah, like how you qualify. Like yeah. there's obviously got to be some sort of weird. It's going on right now and they're having a lot of success with sign up. That's cool. It's cheap to sign up yeah. and you never know what you're going to do. If you got big, if you got big deer or whatever in the area, I don't know what all the different levels of winning are or what qualifies you mm-hmm. to win. But private I, or public land. Yeah, or, I don't know all that. I know a lot about it, but I don't know exactly. I don't want to tell you like, man, you need to go do it because you're going to you're going to win it. You know, I don't I can't say right. that. It would just be fun. It'd be something fun to do. I whatever. think it'd be fun. And I think it's going to bring a lot of uh, notoriety to 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 what people are doing out there and put a, a cool a cool light, you know, shed a good light on. Yeah, totally. Archery, whitetail hunting, because it's right. all archery. Right. 
all archery 14 regions there's re everything's broken up into regions across the country and into canada yep so you could qualify in your region and win your region and then you can go and win the overall yeah so i think that uh i think they're on to something and 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 you know there's the tur the world turkey turkey hunting championships that are out there and i don't know ethically um you know what everybody's view is on competitive hunting you got to be careful with it and I sure, like yeah. and I like the way they're doing the whitetail one. Yeah. I really do. I think that. It, but again, the the number one thing that comes to mind though is that how far will somebody go to win right. a competition? Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm always saying I'm in a part of this, and I love it, and I promote it, and I and I'm an right. You just want to make sure there's no cheating <clears throat> that it's and then right. breaking the law. Yeah, while with what happened with Chris, you know, the Chris Brackett story and what he did with that, you know, what, what was the story? Was I, the quick of it? The quick of it was he was with the camera crew, and a, a deer comes out, and he smokes it. Yeah, and then the camera crew, they're still in there, and they're doing the cutaways, and then the big buck walks out. Oh shit! And he okay. smokes the big buck, buries yeah. the little buck. But then that buried kid, it something like hit it in the woods or something. Right. I believe don't quote me on that. Yeah. But I think that the cameraman that filmed it, they had a falling out and that cameraman had the footage. I don't know why. Yeah. Every sponsor, the network you're done. His career's done. Yeah. Because of what? To have a little bit bigger of a deer on your wall. Right. You right. think that Mossy Oak or somebody's going to go, Who's, we're going to give you more money because you killed a, a big deer that was 10 inches bigger. Right. No, man, it's not about that. It's about your personality and the story you tell. Right. Don't, don't, don't scar hunting in this lifestyle over inches. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, big deer is cool, but a thousand mallard ducks will turn me on way quicker. Right. Like the light, you know, like a fl flick of a light switch. It's yeah. like, boom, look well, at the duck. You know how long it take me to shoot a thousand mallard ducks? <laughs> Not shooting them, seeing them. Oh, yeah. Coming into my decoy oh, spread right. and like light, like that mountain there. When you're underneath something like that and you're just like, oh, please just. Just don't let this in. It's hard. It gets hard for me to call the shot a lot right. of the times because I'm just mesmerized by like, man, this just the power of the power of the outdoors and wild animals. My point, Lego, is that you don't have to kill right. a bigger buck after you already got a dead one on the ground, right. dipshit. Yeah, not you, dipshit. I'm calling right. him. Yeah, and I and I know bracket, and I and I wouldn't just like be over him because he's already taken enough. But come right. on, man. Right. You do what you would do if nobody's looking, if, you know, if everybody's looking, you don't shoot over your limit just because you've had three slow weeks in a row of duck hunting. Right. And now all of a sudden they're here and you think that, man, I'm mad at them. I'm going to smoke. You can't do that. Right. It's hunting, man. If they're not where you're at, then get your ass in your truck and drive north or go find them. Be a better scouter. I don't know. I'm just real particular about competition. Yeah, yeah, I can see that getting pretty. You know, it could. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I agree. I agree with you there. I just have too many. I just I just value the and cherish the lifestyle so much that I don't want anybody having the upper hand on us to say, oh, yeah, this is what hunting is. You kill another deer when you already got a dead one laying out there. Right. You're going to butcher them both and eat them both and, and, and you're going to donate some of it to them. What are you going to do now? No, you're going to hide one because you're in trouble. Right. It I mean, it happens, but I honestly think that that was done for greed and to have a bigger name in the industry because that buck maybe would have got some attention. Right. What? You're already a world-class archery shot. You do unreal trick shots. Right. You got, you got great sponsors. You're on the biggest network in the world. You got two TV shows. Yeah. Why would you do that to yourself? Even take a chance. Right. You know what I'm saying? Who cares if you don't know that you're going to have a falling out with the cameraman? It's all about how you sleep at night. Right. I shot 200 ducks today and got away with it. Really? And you can fall asleep? Right. Were you that hungry? You needed that much duck meat? Right. Or are you just that selfish and greedy that you can't stop pulling the freaking trigger? Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you, there's just a fine line there. Yeah, so if totally. you get somebody that, that really wants the exposure or the, to be the champion, 
right. and they're they willing might. to go to all extremes, then you got to be careful that right. you got to do it right. Yeah, I, I fully, I fully see it. It, but, could, it could be a slippery slope. It could I, be. It, it could, could be. be. It could be. And I want everybody to be on the other, the other way of that slope of saying, hey, we're all going to do it right. Right. Hunting's too important to us to ever put a black eye on it. Right. That's why that whole bone deal, the big, the big bone, the big inch, the inches and all the, I mean, deer hunting has gotten so competitive because the ability to grow these big deer and then the high fence deer and yep. free ranging versus pride, you know, what, whatever it is, it's like, and I'm not saying that other, you know, facets of hunting haven't or fishing or whatever, but it's almost, it's almost like anybody, a lot of people think that that total number of inches in a non-typical or typical frame is what makes you a good deer hunter. Right. And that's why, and I'm going to end it by saying this, my little rant yeah. is that's why I love somebody like Waddell. Cause he gets excited love, about a one thirty five or a one forty right. under tree. And him. so does Munt and so does T Bone. And, right. and granted that's a great crew. I love them. Oh, I love, love them. The yeah. And, 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 and they've killed some big deer, but yeah. not as many as you would think Michael Waddell did. You know, Stan Potts has killed like two or, or five or six, two hundreds. Right. I, I don't know if Waddell's ever killed, maybe one. Right. And yeah, Waddell's 45 years old. He's been hunting on TV for 20 or 25 years with Realtree. Yeah. Hosting Real, Realtree road trips and bone clay and all this. That dude is the best of all time on outdoor TV. Yeah, all, I say it every day. He's yeah. better than Shockey uh, or Nugent or anybody. He's the best, isn't he? Hell yeah. Hands down. Hands down the I, best. I, he's a great, yeah. He's, he's the, the best. man. Yeah, I don't care best. what he does socially. I, I don't. Agree. I don't care anything about his life. I don't know. I've met Michael a few times, and he's always treated me well. Yeah. I talk to T Bone still on text. I'll text T Bone. Yeah, he's, he's world class archery hunter. Yeah, I know. That's Nick cool. Munt's a badass archery hunter, and when right. you meet him, you're like, dude, those are the most. Yeah, that's down how T Bone got to start, right? I mean, he um, archery shop and, and com competitive archery. Right? Yeah. Then he put the Billy Bob teeth in and he was kind of like a reoccurring guest on some of the real tree road trips and in real tree outdoors and in monster bucks and all that. And Nick Munt was too. He would put the Billy Bob teeth in and he was just right. behind the camera and then they let him come out in front. Michael Waddell, same story. Right. Cameraman. Hey Mike, we, we filled all of our tags. You want to hunt? Yeah. I like he gets, out, story. He cool. gets out in front of the camera and they're like, Oh shit, we just lost our job. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he goes on to be the best of all time on out, yes. you know, on outdoor TV, yeah. even though I don't like the booger bottom show at all. I've, I've, I've I, I, I'm not afraid to say that. I don't think it's his best work, but he is my favorite. Is that, that kind of like it's, the reality? It's kind of yeah, like the it's, Duck it's, Dynasty of Booger Bottom. Say. Not done as well. Um, I'm not a big fan of it. I think I just don't think that I mean, it's, it's good. It's for hard him. to. It's hard to compete with Duck Dynasty. I don't know if my, I don't know if Waddell would be pissed off if if somebody like me, which I'm a nobody, but if somebody like me said like I don't like Booger Bottom. I don't even know if he would like what, what that show is. I don't know. I mean, if you sat him down and put him on a lie detector test and said, do you like the, the show you just did? I'm wondering if he would say yes. <laughs> Hopefully, Michael, if you hear this, I don't know if you'll hear this or not, but maybe you will since you're sponsoring the 2019 North <laughs> yeah, American right. Whitetail Championship. <laughs> but yeah, he's my favorite of all time. Yeah. He's badass. I like a few others, but man, every, every episode of Bone Collector, yeah. I watch it because of him. I like I like that chemistry they got going on. Totally, I do too. So, is there aspirations of turning this YouTube channel into the Scotty Lego Experience, like this TV show yeah. that you can go on the Netflix and just oh. it's trending and it's like, and you can download it other than YouTube? Is it going to be bigger than I this? I mean, yeah, I mean that's the goal. I I want to keep growing it. You know, it's been extremely slow growing it. I mean, it's it's not like you can it's not like Instagram or Facebook. You can just click a like. You know, it's kind of a little bit of hassle to subscribe or whatever. Um, so it's a little bit slower than I thought, but I want to do some cool stuff. I want to get some hunts on there. Really? 
And uh, I did like one rabbit hunt this year. I've never even been rabbit hunting before, but it was something to do. I know some. Did you eat them? Oh yeah. Oh, I love yeah. rabbit. And I didn't they really know tails. how to. Were they yeah, they're cottontails. Yeah. Did, did you put them in? Did you fry them? Did you bread them and fry them? Yes. It did. Stop doing that, I know, man. Right. They need to be on a spit. They need to be turning on a on a low flame on yeah. an open spit. See, dude, I I, I freaking burn easy. Or Traeger you know rabbit. Or Traeger rabbit. Traeger rabbit. Ooh. Oh Tell yeah, you, huh? wrap, wrap it in foil a little bit, or yeah. you don't even have to wrap it in foil. But dry rub rabbit's good. Pasta's good with rabbit in it. Mm. The best rabbit I've ever eaten was in Italy. Yeah, Italy. It was a pasta sauce with deer. You could get deer or rabbit. I yeah. got I got a little side of the deer, but I got my my noodles with the rabbit sauce on it. All right, now the month. Now we're on this subject. So I don't forget. Have you? I was in Italy this year. Oh, I love Italy. And I tried pigeon. I've eaten pigeon. I thought it was unbelievable. I thought it was like, honestly, I thought it was one of the better birds that I've ever tasted. Were you on the countryside? It wasn't, it wasn't no city pigeon, you know, it was a farm raised, farm raised pigeon, but man, it was dark meat, you know, like. I've I've been in Argentina, killed pigeons all morning. Yeah. And in Argentina, you break for lunch and they set up a tent and you get, you know, you got your table and your wine and all of your food. And for appetizer, they would go down and grab a few pigeons and a few doves, but some a bunch of pigeons when we were on pigeon hunts. Yeah. At night in the lodge, they cooked two different pigeon recipes, and I'm like, oh darn it, awesome. Now, good. I've had them here. Yeah. Idaho, Nevada, ain't the same. Really? No. People can say that, but I know how to cook wild game pretty good. Right. Birds and stuff, and it's yeah. not even close. But really? I don't even okay. I don't even like dove meat that much. Right. I'm not a huge dove fan. Um, if you got to be on your A game to cook dove or you'll overcook it in a heartbeat, yep. kind of like a blue wing tail, blue wing tails, all, you know, or a green wing tail or a cinnamon tail. They're awesome. They're eating. so good. But I agree with you, dude. Pigeon meat is good. Yeah. Rattlesnake meat is good. Really? Mountain lion meat. I'm not a big fan of cougar. I would never eat a coyote like Ronella did. I'm just not into eating a dog. He ate some coyote. I'm like, dude, that's going a little bit too far. <laughs> Relax on the meat eater stuff. Like you, I think you're genius with uh, a lot of the shit what, you do. Did, did, what, did he like it? I think he did. Like, I'm like, no, you didn't. That's dude. pretty gnarly. There's no that way. is pretty gnarly. He's a bad, that dude's out of, I mean, he's, he's doing he, good things. He's got a badass approach in life and in business yeah. and, and he's doing it. And, he's, and right. he deserves all of the, you know, everything that comes his way positive. I, I'm not saying that, but to eat a coyote. Right. Ooh, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a real big fan of eating an animal that has to eat two to three pounds of raw meat a day to survive. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just not. Eat a turkey, a turkey vulture. No, I'm not going to eat a turkey vulture. To me, that's, a, that's disgusting. Yeah, well, that is disgusting. Have you eaten one? Hell no. What'd I'm you saying have? it's like, it's be like eating a turkey vulture. Nasty. I don't, I just, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm a big fan of the elk. I'm a big fan of the mallard duck to eat it. I'm a big fan of, I like some moose meat. I like some mm. moose. I like yep. caribou. I like some moose. It's not my favorite. I, if I had to pick one to eat for the rest of my life, wild game. I'm getting game, freaking hungry, by the I way. Know, we we might have to break some, and go grab some food. Yeah, we're about done anyway. I'm drilling we've, over here. We've already been going two hours almost, dude. Man, it I went by fast. There's probably one person left listening. Yeah, it went by fast. This, this is like, not live. This is not live. No, dude. I know, but when it goes live, no, dude, they listen. The, the, the number one comment we get is make them longer. Make them longer. Make them the longer. God. That's what she said. Make them long. <laughs> but that, before that, we wrap, I want to talk one more thing. Hunting, my new my new passion okay. is real quick. Uh, tracking whitetails up up in northern Maine. It is in the snow or in the snow, in the snow. I've never had more fun. It's such a 
What do you mean finding the print, uh, finding a, find a, a track? So you, you that set you think up. is a big deer, a big yeah. Buck? So first of all, I mean it's huge, huge woods. I mean like huge woods, like you know, scary big. You know, GPS, compass, you know, all that stuff. Make sure all your all your shit's dialed right. So you go out before before sun. You know, hopefully you have a fresh snow. But if not, you you have to read the tracks that are there, right? You go out and find a huge track, right? You know, you judge it by multiple different ways, right? By the stagger, by, you know, by the size, by if it's dragging his toes, you know, and, you know, you find out if it's going to be a giant or not, right? So you don't know. You'll never, no one would ever get a trail camera photo of him up there. It just doesn't happen. It's huge woods, you know? Right. These are like uh, nomadic, nomadic uh, giant white tails, right? So the, the idea is to find a, you know, a 200 pound plus track. Uh, Hal Blood has been doing it for years and he's like a legend up there. But uh, so you find a giant track, you read it and be like, all right, you know, read the snow, be like, all right, you find out how, how potentially old it is. If it's might be smoking fresh, if it's, you know, a half day old or whatever, you park your truck, set your GPS, make sure you know where you're going. And then you just take off on it and you track it until you find it. And, you know, sometimes you can get it, you know, you get it just a slight crack at it sometimes. You know, you, you never see Most of the time you never see it, right? You so how long do you stay on track if you're not seeing the deer? Just until, um, until the sun goes down. I like to be out of the woods before the sun, you know, before the sun goes down. I'll be walking out of the woods in the dark, not up there. You know, when I'm archery hunting, whatever, around home where you, sometimes it'd be hard to get lost. Doing up there, I mean, it's some serious, some serious woods. So I killed my first buck last year and he was a 200 pounder, which is we, on the East Coast, we go by weight. Um, not by antler score or anything like that. Right. So he was a 200 pounder and it was the most gratifying thing that I've done in, in hunting. It was just, he tried to fool me all day long. It was unbelievable. And if no one out there has done it and has an opportunity to track a whitetail in the snow, I really highly suggest it. It's sounds like really kind of without the dogs for sure. You know, and, and it's just, it, you, you, you don't know how big this thing is in front of you. It could be a giant racked buck because there's some monsters up there that no one would ever see. You know, no one gets to see them. That's so who got you into this? Um, one of my friends from back home, he's like, you know how there's so many amazing hunters, you know, that just don't have the light, you know, that don't have a TV show or would never, you know, he's just one of those amazing badasses. badasses you know and so he goes up every year and is pretty much successful almost every year but it's so it's such a fine-tuned skill that that uh it's just a blast man i really i really gotta suggest that that if someone has an opportunity your, in, is it your new love or is it your new favorite it's my it's my new well i mean i love it yeah, I've always loved deer hunting, hunting in general, right? Is it your favorite? Is deer hunting your all-time favorite or would you rather? It is. It is. What's your second? Um, waterfowl. Is it? Yeah. We need to go again this year. Yeah, I know. And then uh, turkey, turkey. Yeah. It's okay. It's, no, I mean, it don't, don't get me wrong. It's a blast. Um, but it doesn't give me, well, it does. It gets, it gets me adrenaline rush like, like mallards, but. Does it um, really get you going like man? I guess the big gobble. Yeah, dude, in the hardwoods. That's cool. You know, when I do agree. That's, that, that's and the get, and they get in so close. You hear, you know, they're strumming and you know whatever. That's one of the. That's probably the only thing that keeps me turkey hunting is the chance to hear that. Yeah, that gobble in the woods where it's like 
wow, we're, you don't, you know, he's, you got some hills, you got hardwoods, you got leaves that make sound. You don't know how far you can cut him off. Right. You don't know how far you can cut the distance. Um, you can get as far as you can hit him again. Now you're like, Oh, he's coming. He's coming. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There, that is a cool feeling. Oh yeah. And then you just see yeah. him and you're watching. And then all of a sudden you see that white head bouncing and then, and then all of a sudden he fans out and he's showing off. And oh, he yeah. just, I love that shit. That is a cool, that, that really is the oh, only awesome. part of Turkey hunting. I think and their being, eyes are unbelievable. Oh, I they mean, say they if they could just, smell, you'd never kill one. <laughs> I love that. They say that. Yeah, I think you true. said that last time. I, and I think I've said that a bunch of other times. It's so true. They do have amazing eyesight. I mean, oh, if they got downwind of you and they could smell and then right. you had, they had that advantage. Right. I mean, they ain't the smartest of birds. I mean, two toms will come in or three toms will come in. You'll kill one. The other two sit there and peck at it. Right. Like you could be lacing those out too. Do do geese and duck smell? No. Are you sure? There's been studies that, that some people think based on how they, some of their feeding habits, but I would bet my, think about it. Every time you kill them the right way, they're coming in downwind by the thousands. I know. I just, I feel like it's so amazing how they can find a new source of food like visual yeah I, I obviously you know well you think they smell corn i'm just asking is that <laughs> I, what you're honestly, saying honestly i think there's there's a chance really the I aroma think, of corn that they're like oh, we got to go down i there. think there could be everybody a pan down I don't I know, dude. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing you with you because you're laughing. laughing. <laughs> I'm saying like, but that's how we do it. We right. smell something. Coyotes go by their scent to food. Totally. I just don't know. I mean, how? Okay, so if they're coming in downwind, wouldn't they pick up a scent that they're like, "That's unfamiliar. We got to get the hell out of here." And they bush. Maybe so that you're explains. Saying, so maybe when they that flare, explains a lot. So when they're flaring, it might not be their vision, bro. We so, might want to look into this theory just a little bit. So it's not concealment that we need as duck hunters. We need to be a deer hunter and and, and cover our scent. Can you up. imagine if that went undetected for years and it was like, oh my god, it. we just discovered that mallard smelled, and they when they got in close, they flared. It's because we stunk. What if that is the case? Well, I, I don't know. We just, I have no clue. Scotty, you are the man. It's been another awesome talk, man. We just flowed for two, dude, it's over two hours. And we're like, that was, we went over a lot of stuff, man. You said it all. Like Howard Stern says, Scotty, you've said it all. (laughs) Your new YouTube channel is what? Scotty Lego. Honestly, we got more to talk about. I mean, I'm gonna have to come back for a third visit. Well, we can talk tonight if you want. We can do another one in the morning. Let's do it. You gonna stay the night? I gotta. I gotta actually head back up. We're gonna um, first day check in for the for the uh, tomorrow? contest is tomorrow. Why can't we get invited to come up on this mountain? I know, right? It's kind of. We can talk to Danny. Well, tell him to come da- down. Danny, to Danny, Danny's the boss. Well, I th- think he was trying to get me to. I just got some texts. He was trying to get me to go up to um, the Drunken Monkey in Truckee. It's a sushi spot up there. So do you have to go up there or can you have sushi with us? Oh, I told him I was probably going to do dinner down here. You sure? Yeah. It don't matter to me. If you got to go, you got, you're a no, I, man. No, it's just my homie. We were gonna I don't, go I've never eaten at the Drunken Monkey. Is that good fish? Did you? Is that where you ate the other day? It, yeah, it was. It is? Yeah. And it's real good. I'm going to yeah. see what the reviews are. Drunken Monkey is a sushi bar? Yeah. It's kind of a weird name for a sushi bar. Yeah, it? for sure. You sure it's not a, just a bar and yeah. somebody had sushi over there? Yeah, right. There's actually one too many to realize. <laughs> like, Dude, this place rules. <laughs> I get my Uber, get out of here. Do you ever have cocktails anymore? Do, yeah. you, do you drink a little bit here and there? Yeah. A little fun. Well, last time I had fun with you like that, I think it was Louisville at NRA. No, yeah, no. I think it was Louisville. No, there's, there's nothing better at the end of the day. Having a little snowboarding, snowboarding all day. Coming back, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent a zero alcohol while snowboarding a lot of my a lot of my buddies do it. not 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 saying professional snowboarders whatever but just people snowboard you know drink beer and snowboard but 
Um, I draw a hard line there. Never, ever even have one beer while I snowboard. Um, so I will say that, but at the end of the day, I think that's cool because I'm, I mean, down. you got to have your, you got to be on your A game or you're going to break yourself. hundred percent. And even, even, and I only, you know, unfortunately I've learned the hard way and this is why I did a hard, you know, a hard stop because like at the end of the day, I'll be like coming, you know, back literally had like a beer or two beers. Right. And I just riding down the mountain and I'm trying these stupid little things like not even hitting the park features, you know, just doing these butters and I end up getting, and you're not you eating, you're off. not eating. So that alcohol is going straight to your system, right? Messing with you your blood end level. up getting spanked. So I wouldn't like, do it. Boom. Never, it. never. Do I mean, that. I know musicians like Zach and these guys, they're no alcohol. 100% none until if you drink and you have to wait until you're, off stage show is 100% none. Right. They don't want you missing one chord on the song. That's cool. Falling off the stage. Yeah, doing that's really cool. They've probably been around too many guys that try to get up on stage and be the center of attention. Oh, yeah, all these people came to see you, buddy. Jump up here, you idiot. You know, making a scene. Well, I mean, himself. honestly, I mean, like, a lot of artists who perform, like, drunk, they, might, they might think they're good. But no, they're not. Honestly, I went to a Toby Keith concert, and he was pretty lit. Always. He was pretty lit and it sucked it sucked dude yeah. it sucked and i was thinking i'm like man i bet you he would have been on top of it if he wasn't so drunk he's worth like 700 million so he's like ah you guys have heard the songs the way they're supposed yeah, right. to be yeah. but have you ever heard him sung like this red solo <laughs> yeah and he just yeah. <laughs> he's celebrating that freaking forbes magazine yeah, cover, no, man. He's, he's bossing it 650 million dollar man yeah made some moolah country music yes sir Today's episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody brought to you by the 2019 North American Whitetail Championships. Again, go to nawtc.com, get signed up and get entered to win that $50,000. Learn the rules, the regulations, the 14 different regions across America and Canada and support them. Stay ethical, stay safe out there. Don't be no cheater. Don't be no hater. Just do what you can. Hone your archery skills and get on top of your game. Today's episode was also brought to you by our friends at Elk Ridge Knives. Stay sharp, America. Would you please kill those animals and eat those animals eat what you kill learn how to be a butcher learn how to be a processor learn how to be what i like to refer to as the ultimate provider if you want to live the coolest lifestyle known to man become a provider grow a garden learn how to kill a duck skin it or keep the skin and the fat on it render it make a little gravy out of it make some cherry roulette sauce and put it over the top of that or your speckle belly geese or your venison steak become an ultimate provider and to become an ultimate provider you got to have a sharp knife on your body at all time on your person in your kit in your arsenal we rely on elk ridge knives because they get us through our day daily whether we're in the mountains the marsh in our boats in our atvs utvs we use their knives from everything from building the blind their saws to cutting limbs culinary stuff in the kitchen around the traeger grills we lean on them every day so support the partners that support us elkridgeevolution.com you can find them on instagram at elkridgeevolution stay sharp america and like i said before mountain ops jordan harbinson and the crew up in salt lake city i love a lot of their different products i love the ammo i love the magnum i love a lot of the different things i love the renew if you want to uh, have what they call happy poops do that cleanse scotty lego and get some of that renew in you r-e-n-u and cleanse that body out stay in shape make a better version of yourself every single day scotty lego is living the life he's an olympian and he's an X game champion. He is a great 
ambassador of the sport of the lifestyle of action athletes and snowboarding. So support him, go check out his YouTube channel at Scotty Lego at Scotty Lego on Instagram, Lego snowboards on Instagram. If you're a snowboarder, check out one of his boards and also get up to that Northeast part of this awesome country. We call America to the state of Maine and go track you a big old white tail buck deer munching on clover. And maybe, uh, maybe Scotty's going to be offering a hunt to where you guys can maybe win a sweepstakes. Maybe we'll do one to where we offer somebody to come out and hunt with Scotty and myself. And maybe we'll bring Chad Mendez or Hendo or somebody on that hunt. And maybe we'll do uh, do what it takes to uh, get you guys out there. So pay attention. You can follow us on the foul life TV on Instagram. The foul life.com is our website. Thank you again also for the support of Jargon Game Calls. We're very proud of our new duck calls, the Loudmouth, the Small Talk, and the Icebreaker. Um, people are loving them. We got new designs being worked on right now. We're getting ready to release them and new merch available at jargongamecalls.com. You can also visit the podcast website at thislifeaintforeverybody.com. We are very proud of it. We got some more awesome guests coming up, including Chad Mendez tomorrow. So uh, can't wait for that, but uh, stay tuned for more. Thank you, Scotty Lego. Any close? words my man go out hunt and uh live a great life live off the land Thank, baby. thanks for listening tom rashishin do me a favor again my man push that button for leith lofton what you gonna do when the money's all gone we what headed to eat a little do? bit of that sushi ciao everybody thank you say life on earth won't last that long what you gonna do when the money's all gone